Okay. Well, um, I just want everybody to everybody know that Malvern is in Worcestershire, <laughs> right between um, like Ham Green, Guarlford, <laughs> and. Oh, there's there's so many good ones up here. Um, upper Upper Weish. Okay. Yeah. Um, and uh, Devlin's Green. Old storage. Yeah. So we all know where all of those. Right. Are. Yeah. 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 That oh, it's right, by, yeah. it's right by. It's right by Upton upon Severn. What's it called? Mallet. Malvern. Never tell me that fantasy is silly when England's over there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's. Hey, we're not much better. Yeah. I mean, we copied most of. Right, right. It's literally, it's literally in Worcestershire. Yeah. Also, when you, where's it? Like towards Cape Cod, when there's mashed pea and then there's sandwich, and the yes. sign looks like sandwich. mashed pea sandwich. Yeah. You know, it's like those are places. There is a poet sauce in Worcestershire. I probably will take a hike there on some morning. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. It's it's by the Malvern Hills area of outstanding natural beauty. Wow. Have you yeah. been to this place before? No, I've never been to England. Oh. Really? Or to Scotland for a theater festival. Nice. The theater to, festival. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I performed. I was in Romeo and Juliet for a week. Oh, that's awesome. Edinburgh Fringe Festival in 2012. Cool. That's awesome. What role were you? The Prince. Before I was the Prince once. Yeah, that's a fun one. You just get to yell at the resort. Yeah. Still stomp around. One of my most mortifying memories comes from the dress rehearsal to that. It was like. This was a college production. We were performing it in our school's chapel, and I had just spent a whole semester abroad in London previously, doing studying Shakespeare. So I came back and I had like full arm, right. like my head was the size of you know. Um, and then in our final dress, I I had two. They, the, the director had cut it so that the prince only makes two appearances and both times I make this very stately entrance down the yeah. entire aisle of the church and I like get my spot with like a whole retinue and then I like say my line and I final, it was the final dress I walk down and I hit my mark and then I'm just like oh fuck I forgot my line <laughs> I totally broke character and everyone around me just like stayed in character and there was silence and I started laughing and nobody else like <laughs> and I was just like okay okay the rehearsal, the better this. Yeah, the rest of the nights, every other performance after that was fine, but I just remember <laughs> going off stage and being like, no, I don't respect you. <laughs> 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 okay, I'm gonna go sit in the corner. Just, oh, wow. just goes to show. Um, <laughs> well, I got the role because it's a regular production, so it was coming back. Everybody hated the actress who was cast as the prince so much that they were like, we're not going to Scotland also with you. <laughs> hey, Davis, not oh, in the theater no. department. Do you want to fill in instead? And I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Sorry, um, Erica. So <laughs> <laughs> Erica's yeah, it's really too bad about Erica. It's really. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the yeah, I remember her name. Spoiler: I couldn't well recognize her. <laughs> <laughs> All right, are we ready? Uh, I just don't. It's, so it's almost noon. How do people feel about going until around four? Sleepover. How do you? I'm in in the morning. 
Yeah. <laughs> oh, great. Yeah. Um, yeah. But does anyone have a hard out? I just want to check before we. I'll sleep over. Okay. Food. I need I'll, yeah. I'll yeah. aim for four. If we want to go a little later, if things seem like they need to, maybe we will. Cool. Last time, Bang Bang visited their sensei, Pico Aguam, and helped defend the Moon Rabbit Dojo against an attack by the thug Reggie and his friends <laughs> from higher places, including another cameo by Mookie Plush. Uh, as a reward for their service, Aguam to <laughs> My computer always corrects Aguam to just Guam. <laughs> Aguam taught Bang Bang another of the signature techniques of the Moon Rabbit Dojo, the flight of the waning crescent. After this, Julian visited Fala, Fala Lefelier, checked in on the Moon Moss, not much happened, and left Newt in their care for your upcoming adventures. Newt seems pleased by this development, if only because it allows him to hang out in a very humid, warm greenhouse environment. <clears throat> you sent to the dragon Zelikorn to learn more about the eye catcher in Zardoz Zord, only to learn that the ships seemingly set sail that morning, escaping just before the city watch tried to perhaps apprehend or investigate them in the harbor. We saw a day in the life of Angelina Benedetti as she explored the city of Waterdeep in the care of Selma from the House of the Moon. This was Angelina's first time in the big city. And it was overwhelming. Uh, we saw her draw some tarot cards. We saw her go fishing in a magical boat of some sort. Um, and then she ripped a mean suit flute solo in the middle of mass, which the moon pope, Giselle Evening Star, seemed pretty okay with. Um, Sorry. <laughs> with the mean soup. Uh, <laughs> later that night... <laughs> That's rude. I don't think we talked about that. <laughs> That's what you meant by playing the flute, right? Yes. <laughs> later that night, as silence settled among the halls of the House of the Moon, Agitated voices drew Angelina out of her room in the form of a mouse into a private study where members, knights of the Order of the Half-Moon, Jaseo, and Ilkai Fichta, stood over the recently deceased body of Gatane. Jaseo magically questioned the corpse, learned that she was delivered by friends and that more of her order existed. This was presumed to be the work of Shar. Either in shock or in thought, Jaseo became quiet and Ilkai began barking orders for the body, Gitane's body, to be moved to the city of the dead so as not to profane the church any longer, at which point Angelina made her escape before being discovered. The next morning you all gathered at the House of the Moon, and it seemed like the cover-up was well and truly in place. A bloodstain had recently been scrubbed from the courtyard. That was the word that I was looking for, square. Um, <laughs> yeah, do you remember last time I gave you yeah. like a word? Yeah. 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 Courtyard, square. We were all just um, silent. 
Yeah, that word doesn't exist. Um, How are we supposed to respect you if you don't respect <laughs> A bloodstain had been scrubbed from the cobbled stones of the courtyard before the House of the Moon. And Silver Star Rain seemed to obfuscate when questioned more about the appearance of said bloodstain. But some easy deductions make it seem like maybe this was connected to Gatain. You were given some intel about reinforcements from the House of the Moon being sent to Nightstone, a settlement reinforced fort just outside of the Ardeep Forest. You were also given a little bit more information on the Ardeep itself, that there's a group of wood elves who reside within this wood and serve as its protectors. They seem to be a remnant, a vestige of a much larger and more powerful elf civilization that once inhabited this forest. And it's also of note that this forest at one point covered much more ground than it does now. The Ardeep is a relatively small forest at this time, this moment in history, but at one point it linked up to the High Forest to the east, as well as the Crypt Garden Forest to the north and the Troll Forest to the south. This used to be a, a vastly wooded region that from human uh, development has been whittled away. Um, you then opened a bank account. You bought a horse <laughs> and a cart, and you hit the high road, heading north out of Waterdeep. After three hours-ish of travel, you made camp. Chapa did some final sendings to Zardoz Zord, a little shit-talking, um, and put up a dome of magical energy around you as you all took rest. Yuri, as you rest, you enter a trance. You've rested in this way every time you've taken a rest in your life. This is a normal occurrence, and it is a form of meditation in which you sort of allow your right brain, is that the one, the logical one, to shut off. And your left brain, which is much more porous and open to energy, opens up and can receive more information. It is in this meditative state with your awareness expanded as you think on the various events that you've been going through. You sit in quiet contemplation there's a small fire before you. And you feel suddenly the presence of somebody else sitting next to you. What do you do? Um, I think at first I probably think it's Freya. Um, and then, yeah, I think I just slowly open my eyes and look for the, the presence that I feel. You open your eyes, and it's <clears throat> strange because on the one hand, you know that you're still in this campsite, but your companions are not there. There's still the suggestion of, of Chapa's dome protecting you, that turtle shell. But 
all around where you would have seen the landscape beyond this. Would your shell have been opaque, do you think, or so semi-opaque, clear from the inside, opaque from the outside? Exactly right. Yep. Right. So the way that I kind of see this, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but the shell is translucent, but you can still see its suggestion, its boundaries around you in the landscape. Right. Yeah, beyond. it's like a border of like like you're looking through tinted glass or something, but it's just light. So you, you feel that, but what is surprising is that just beyond that shell is an expanse of clouds, mists, shimmering vapors, not light, but not darkness either. Just a sort of roiling tumble of energy that is neither aggressive nor passive. Mm. Is Freya there? Freya is not there. This reminds me of the like familiar seeking. It's space. not dissimilar. It's not dissimilar at all. But there is somebody else there. Sitting next to you, but not across from this, from you, around this fire, you see a figure clad in a great cloak. At the throat, there's a clasp, a brooch, in the shape of a white stag's head in profile. And you see that that head is missing its eye. In profile, you can tell there's no eye there. You cannot see beneath the hood that hangs over this person's face, but you make out long, straight hair, the color of dark amber honey, just hanging sort of wankly down. And as you become aware of this person, they also seem suddenly surprised and aware of you. Hello? Hello? Ah, Yuri, my friend. I did not expect to meet you here. What news do you bring? Um, may I ask who you are? When you say that, the person becomes very still. Make an inside check for me. cannot see this person's face, but from their body language alone, you can tell they're confused. They were, when they, when they heard your voice, and he heard your voice, there's a instantaneous sort of relaxation. And when you responded, Still. I am Fen. Uh, Fenwin. Shimmerleaf. It is good to meet you. And you see, you can sense in this voice, they're not, he's not turning to look at you. Just looking straight into this fire ahead. And 
there is a real complexity of emotions going through like that. On the one hand, they seem happy. On the other hand, they seem sad. He seems surprised. You get the sense almost like he's laughing and crying at the same time in this moment. Do you say anything? Fenwin, uh, it troubles me to say I don't have much memory of my past. Um, Yuri, Yuri, I'm going to ask you three questions now. And though I am a stranger to you, I ask that you be honest with me. This creature, and he sort of just gestures and holds the brooch at his throat. I have. I've been good. wondering good. about. And yeah, have you learned yet of Labellus? No. I know nothing. Again, there's a stillness and a tightness. He looks over his shoulder off into those mists and starts to look up and down and around. You must be... You must be heading to the Arctic Forest then. Yes. Me and my friends. I can't believe it. I'm a fool. I'm, I'm sorry, Yuri, but I must take my leave. I see now, I understand. I will see you in, in a century. A century? In the courthouse. In the courthouse. I must leave now. Fenwin, there's so much I need to ask you. He turns, stands, and walks away from this fireplace out through the dome that Chapa has set up and as he goes through that surface just turns into vapor and disappears Spell yeah. both of those. Fenlin is F E N W Y N. Yes. Similarly, <laughs> 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 is as it sounds, yeah. one word. I feel Shimmer. like you need like a whiteboard behind you to spell all of these ah, terms. That I like. I like imagining like that our characters just <laughs> always ask people. Yeah. Can you spell that? I can you spell that? Yeah. <laughs> a projector with slides, so I can just send it. Send it appears, I fucking so, love yeah. a projector. And you see next. Uh, I have um, slide one, shimmering, and Lavalis. Yuri, I want you to make a um, roll a d20 and add your intelligence modifier to it. Projector would be amazing. I've been waiting to get more information on this. This is really tickling my brain right now. Should I have an overhead projector? Yeah. That was just like I feel like this might give us some direction. Please give us some direction. Altogether. You've heard the name Lavalis before. Okay. What, what do I know about Lavellis? That's you've heard the name Lavellis, and in this very moment, you're not sure where you heard it. I'll meet you in a century. I'll meet you in a century. The courtyard. The courthouse. Courthouse. 
With a 15, you do recall that when you encountered the stag, it was in the prison. Yeah. But not in the prison itself. It was in the courtroom above the prison um, when you were having your interaction with Fenris. And it was triggered by time magic. It's unclear. So that could have been disconnected. Because I, I, I rewound time? And then, right, when I right, that time. was Frienderous. We were literally just listening to this episode and hadn't gotten to this part yet. But you rewound time like three times in a row. Yeah. And then back to back to back to try yeah. to charm it. Then, the, then I saw yeah. the... Yeah, and then the last one, you, you like, saw like the time the present moment. stag. So, like, both of these times, you know? Well, I mean, you know. Oh, you were trans this time. And when, then, you, when you encountered the stag, it was the third time you rewound time right. in succession. And during that rewinding, something about it changed and was different. And it feels similar that moment. Something about it rhymes with this moment when you're in the trance. Oi, oi, oi. Do you remember how you felt in that moment? Safe. <laughs> yeah, there's something safe about this feeling and this state, uh, this my energy. But it's a, it's a very, very tenuous safety. It's, it's the type of safety that a child might feel when they pull a blanket over themselves at night and they know that all around them is that danger that they're scared of. But under this sheet, they're momentarily safe. And so long as they stay under here and they don't look out, they will stay safe. And I just... Is the, is the creature good? Bad? I mean, we interacted and it just booped me on the nose. You aren't sure. But... You only have one eye. The creature... The one that you, you encountered back in the courthouse, yes. It only had one eye. Like missing an eye or one like missing an eye? Missing an eye. Whew. Boy, oh boy. Um, but Fenlin, as soon, almost as soon as he's there, leaves. And you are left once more. And as that presence disappears, slowly, as though kind of sinking down on some unseen elevator comes the scene of your party all around you. They just settle back in, almost as though for a moment these two strands of reality had separated and then were brought back together. And you are still in your trance. You are still in a somewhat meditative state, but you can sense now your party is back around you. The fire that you were sitting before is still burning out, and it is close to the end of the four hours you need to have of trance, trance meditation. And it's the dead of night. The rest of you are sleeping peacefully in this hermetically sealed magical dome that creates a very pleasant perfect room temperature to sleep in. Oh, shit. 
It's a little bit Inert. warm. Chapa set it for himself. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little bit warm. Mm. Uh, uh, Mary, when your uh, four hours of trance are up, you still need to rest an additional four hours of low activity, no activity. Um, but you do have that four hours if there's anything you want to do uh, before the rest of your party awake. And Bang Bang technically is just on like sleep mode. Yeah. So they are reachable. I can hear everything that's going on. You did not hear that conversation. Um, I didn't think so. <laughs> yeah. Just to, just to be I think if I could spend that time on... Oh, but it needs to be, like, downtime, not, like, work time. Yeah. The way I'm going to rule this is that um, you can't be engaged in, like, active study. Okay. Uh, it's, it's this... Like, if you were doing anything that in our real world you might consider taking Adderall to do, <laughs> that, is, that is considered active study. So that's his job time. But if you want to just read like a novel <laughs> and just sort of like entertain yourself and let your brain sort of come and gauge, you can borrow my marriage okay. test. Yes. Does that? Does yeah, that it does. Like, sense I initially was thinking I, I would love to spend time with my bow and see what kind of magic I can. You can definitely. Yeah, that, that, that I think is just in the realm of sort of like letting your mind wander, having a little bit of wizard fun. Go ahead and roll an Arcana check for me. Do a little thinking in the shower. Wizard fun. Yeah. Wizard fun. Some whizzes. Whiz whizzes. Twenty-two. Yeah, with the twenty-two, oh. you get the sense that. Um, wow, Joseph. The way, uh, and and you you've interacted with other magical items before. Um, Oftentimes, these magical items sort of feel as though the inert material of whatever item they are tied to is just suffused with that magical energy. And it's, you know, this operates on a somewhat intuitive level for you, but you get the sense from your work doing magic that a lot of it is just about pulling bits of the weave that are always there, always around and linking them tangibly to the physical world in a way that makes the impossible briefly possible. Said another way, if you did this over time, if you continually cast an effect into an item, you're not sure exactly how much time it would take, but you think you could get that connection to be strong enough that it was basically like you would weave the item itself into the fabric of the weave. Because my hope is to draw a fire spells. Just kind of like use the same part of the weave that I use for firebolt, burning hands, Agonazar's scorcher. <laughs> Got a lot of fire magic going on. If I could kind of like weave those similar parts around the bow to eventually get it to be like a flaming bow. So this is what I'd like to do. Fire is chaotic. Fire is hard to tame. And getting fire 
and wood, which is traditionally a source of fuel for fire, is dangerous. It'll take a lot of control because what you essentially need to do is tell the wood that it is not fueling the fire, it is going to hold the fire. Mm-hmm. And that the magic is going to fuel the fire, and the wood simply needs to let that fire exist around and within it. It's a difficult thing to charm a piece of inert wood into believing that it can hold fire within it. But that is essentially your task. Gotcha. And you think it's possible. What I want you to do is roll... I want you to roll a Arcana check. And this, I will say, you actually, before we got too far along, if you wanted to start the process of enchanting this bow, it would take mental energy beyond just resting. So bear that in mind. If you start this right now, it will interrupt your long rest. But what you know is that some combination of casting the spell into the bow successfully, it could destroy it. It could very easily destroy it. But if you manage to have enough control, and the higher the level of the spell, the harder it will be to control into a bow. But um, you, you feel as though if you did that over a prolonged period of time, and you're not sure how long it would take. But if you could do that and you could control it over a period of time. And just so like we're clear, this would be in the in the scale of like weeks or months, not like days or hours yeah. that it would take to do this. But well, you could. You so I also considered using like the, the time weave. As my two thoughts were either time related or fire related. Mm-hmm. But I know the more the more reason. you try to bring into it, the harder it's going to be. I don't know what kind of effect time magic would have on a weapon, though. Whereas fire feels more clear. Um, yeah. I think we would, we would solve this with rolls, but if we want to go any further, it's going to interrupt your long rest. All right. I'm going to leave it here, though. I appreciate it. Is there anything else that you want to do? No, I think I'm just going to, like, lay with Freya and be like, that was some crazy fucking shit. Did you notice anything I didn't notice? Mm, we're just like it just rattles. Yeah, we're just like <laughs> we're chatting. Did I? What, did Yuri um, talk to himself at all during his trance? No. no. Talking to Freya now, I think. Yeah. I like bouncing ideas, and she's rattling. Mm-hmm. Um, unless you unless you want to do anything else, or bang bang, if you want to come out of your uh, sentry mode, we will arrive in the morning. The sun begins to rise over the valley to the east, and it is a gray, rainy day. A steady and insistent rain begins to pelt down, and when those eight hours expire, the rain just falls in a sheet on all of you, and you are immediately drenched and awakened. <laughs> Should have warned you all about that. I'm sorry. Uh, but the day is yours. The road is 200 feet away and ready to be traveled. What would you like to do? I thought we were in the house and I'm like, why are we being rained on? I think we could uh, just like hang out. 
No, just Chopper's magic. Hot. Um, so we... We're still... We're, we're on the way to the RD4, so that's our number one. Right. Yep. Heading to see... Yeah. Bronco. Yes. And it is now the... 17th of Uktar. It is the 17th of Uktar. 17th of Uktar. Does anybody have a pen by chance? I have a pencil. I've got a lot of letters on screen. Thank you. I have some pens. Give me a pen. What do you got? (laughs) That was cool. how did everybody sleep? Anybody have anybody in, anything interesting happen? Uh, my, my entire life has changed. <laughs> <laughs> what now? Do you remember that elk I told you about? The one with one eye? Oh, yeah. Um, yes, elk? when you were in the courthouse and did the time magic a bunch. Yeah, I don't know what... Thank you, Julie. What happened? Um, there was a man in a grey cloak Amber hair. He seemed seemed like he knew me, and he seemed sad, but also happy to see me. And there was this sense of familiar familiarity. <laughs> uh, How strange! I, but he he asked if I'd seen this creature, and he said he'd see me in a century at the courthouse. And I I don't know what it means or who he is. So his name was Fenwin Shimaleef. He seemed uh, to take notice of the fact that we're going to the RD, so maybe there's a connection. Um, but yeah, I'm quite troubled by this chopper. Hmm. Quite strange indeed. Sounds like a weird dream. Weird. Well, you tell us if you notice anything else related to that elk. Um, yes. Was it a memory or a dream? It was while I was in trance, because I don't quite sleep. Mm. But it felt real, and... Could the hundred years be now? That's a good point. I do travel in time quite a lot. Yes. Time is well, the many years we know. Did you shift planes to different... It's very possible. Or for all we know, if you could... If you uh, become displaced in time, it could be a week from now for you. But a hundred years in the future... Oh, and then you both yeah. jumped back. I've never traveled quite so far. There was this bard I used to travel with who would tell stories of a doctor. And the <laughs> hijinks you can get up to with time travel are quite astonishing. Who? Uh, yes, I don't remember the name. <laughs> doctor who... something. I've <laughs> never gone more than a few minutes. It's quite bard, crazy. T. Davies. <laughs> uh, as you know, I don't know my family. It would be quite crazy. He knows something about it. Um, Do you think your family can time travel too? Maybe your family doesn't exist yet. Did you get his sending uh, address? You could be your own grandfather. (laughs) You know his name. Fenwin Shimmerleaf. I could do some reading. Are you Shimmerleaf? I don't know my name. Should he look like you? You look like a Shimmerleaf. I'm a little blonder than he is, but other than that, I didn't see his ears. I had no way to tell if he was an elf or not. Hmm. Um, but I also didn't gain control of the time magic until I met you, friends. Well, that is interesting. But you also don't remember things, so... Good point, by We'll have to <laughs> be observant for anything in the future. Is there 
some sort of knowledge roll that we could make about like the time elk, the um, like if we've ever heard. You want to know? You want to make a roll specifically about the the one eyed the one eyed time elk? Yes. Yeah. I mean stag. I think it's appropriate to refer to it as stag or elk because it is both of those and neither of those. Cool. But not you have. I seen had it. elk in my brain for the Go last ahead. time. Go ahead. This will be yeah, a just from your description. This will be a religion check. Seven. That's not your strength. You have no idea. No, I am untrained in religion and have a plus zero. Um, You have no idea. (laughs) We're more of the, like, doing type of religious people, not the, like, book type of religious people. It's an intelligence uh, skill, you know. This old legend that we would tell at the... uh, At our commune. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> it was about this dad who could transform into an elk to save his community when there was danger around, when the spirits would come and attack. Father Lindsay would like that story. He would. He would. Well, now you've ruined it. Julian, do you want to make a religion check? Um, I can. I don't think I have a very good... I think I'm a zero as well. I also was wondering if any of you have have heard of Sam Ellis. Seems familiar. Six. Uh, You don't... I mean, that story is true and does exist in your people. Among your people. But um, that is the extent to which it rings any bell for you. But... If you if you're you do voice Labellus, that immediately sets off a alert in your mind because you have heard that name and you are currently engaged in a quest to find the chalice of Labellus. Oh, yeah. And what does Labellus, the chalice of Labellus, do again? It's a healing. Yeah, but it does seem chalice. to have some sort of abjurative and healing properties to it. Mm. Shit. What did Benjamin say about Labellus? He said. He, I can tell you, <laughs> he asked if you had learned yet of Labellus. Have you learned of Labellus? So what name did you say? Uh, Fenwin asked if I had learned of Labellus, and it sounded really familiar. Father Lindsay has a cup named Labellus. A cup? We call it Patty Labellus. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if... Okay. What? Wait, what's it called? Patty Labellus. I wish I had known. If anyone asked me if I knew what Labellus was, and I said, you mean Patty Labellus? <laughs> oh, it's an old commune joke. I miss my friends. Well, anyways, Father Lindsay would use it to heal people um, through injury and illness and mental demons and physical ailments. So perhaps this chalice is made by a in relation to the Labellus family speaks of. What did, the chalice of what did he want with Labellus? Just asked if I knew of it. Well, we know of it. And I guess I do. Or at least of the man's cup. Okay. Mm-hmm. What happened to the cup? Father Lindsay has it. Oh. 
You want a quest to find the cup? Yeah, well, we're so busy with everyone else's chores, but like, we still have a worm to fight and a dragon to find a home for to get this cup. Yes, uh, I knew, I knew I had a mind somewhere. We are trying to, de- we <laughs> want to defeat the worm in the mountain so that Father Lindsay will give Julian a challenge. Why are you air quoting it? Because we don't know exactly what it is. It's a worm. Because it's a quote. It's a worm. Right, a but because it was a quote. It's a worm. worm in the mountain. It's a W-O-R-M. <laughs> um, that's going to be easy. Uh, so Father Lindsay will give Julian the chalice of Labalas so Julian can return it to Tamora. Liz, 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 the goddess of Tamora. Brando to turn it to Tamora. Yeah. And what is Tamora's connection to Labalas? Well, we don't know who or what Labalas is yet. All of these things are, like, good, so... Killing some birds with some stones here. I think we're going to save the world. Again. Do you think if we... Not (laughs) the We just saved a great deal of money for the municipality. We saved ourselves from streethood. We saved the fiscal budget of the city of Watergate. It's different, isn't it? It's my world. We have Lady oh, Luck on our side. We have Tamora. No. We have Brando, who is our commune oh. symbol of luck. Uh-huh. We have Labellus, who has a cup of healing. Mm-hmm. And according to commune legend, that static is also like, protecting. It must be soon. <clears throat> These things rhyme too much to be coincidence. There's no such thing as coincidence. There's no such thing as rhyming. <laughs> not a thing. <laughs> what is rhyming? Rhyming? That doesn't sound right. Sounds kind of like timing. Um, <laughs> do you just want to go? Oh, I'm getting damp. Yuri makes a five foot ice thing over his head. Everybody, um... Can we use our floating platform? And yeah. it, it can't float. You're feeling yeah, like it's going to float over your head. Yeah, just can, yeah. I make an ice disc and I hold it. Yeah. Um, everybody should eat one day of rations. So we just do it in the morning. Yeah, so mark off a ration and you'll be good for the day. How do uh, you go to inventory to either have rations or not. I do. And if it doesn't, you need to find another food source. It, I have, I do, I just don't know how Which, to, how do I if say? If you click it, you should be able to find. You reduce the quantity by quantity and you can just click down to 10. I have two. Yeah. When in doubt, click on things on D&D Beyond. Often and then just click somewhere else in the middle. Yeah. So you just like touch the word. Yeah. It'll usually just... Um, tell you exactly well, what to two do. days rations left. Wow. Do you don't eat. Wait, no, maybe. <laughs> a lot, so just don't feel bad if you stare at the screen for a long time. <laughs> um, I'm going to give my special breakfast treats to um, Lena and Yuri and Julian. Is that good? Monsters and squishies. Um, that gives you. Um, Three temporary hit points. Those hit points last until the first time you take damage. And then um, they get used up before your regular hit points. I don't think I've taken a whole deck of damage in like six sessions. Um, 
looks like this day. They are. It's just your regular ra- rations, yeah, but Chop is like, I'll, I'll make some breakfast. Um, we're in a bit of a rush, but I'll make these a little nicer. And he makes like a little granola ball with some turtle milk. Um, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> My no, no, it's just milk that turtles like. Don't think about it like that way. Strike from the top. <laughs> it's more like it's caramel flavored milk. It's just brandy. Yeah. It's just brandy. Yeah, sure. It's brandy. Brandy. Branding. You know. Oh, branding. Branding. No, it's just brandy. brandy. It's just brandy. I'll put some turtle milk in this. <laughs> Chapa, that's brandy. Chapa's <laughs> <laughs> been an alcoholic the whole time. Would be the guy use the alchemy jug for every day. This explains the memory. You do have the alchemy jug. You guys can always subsist on mayonnaise out here in the wild. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like mayonnaise. I haven't thought milk. about the alchemy jug in a while. Yeah. Don't, Don't sleep on that alchemy. I have a yeah. magic item that can make any number of a various selection of liquids. One of which is ketchups. Mm-hmm. So I can make water can or you salt make water mustard or water or like yeah, chocolate mayo. <laughs> Can it be chipotle mayo? Barbecue? Yes. Aioli? Vegan chipotle mayo? Aioli is mayo. What? Mayo. Truffle mayo. Garlic Honestly, this is really gonna... Okay. Um, let's... Travel? I guess so. It's all wet. Yes. Can I use druid craft to create, like, a little umbrella out of leaves? Uh, I'm gonna say that's a, a stretch, a, a bridge too far for okay. Druid Craft. Wait, wait, wait. Can I do anything with Prestidigitation? You could constantly clear water off of yourself, what? but you'd have to what? recast it every time. Can I, like, have a hair dryer effects from my hands? <laughs> just very limited. You're this is one of those things that you do and you insist on doing, but it doesn't have any real effect. <laughs> and everyone's just being nice to me about it. Yeah, but you, what you can do, what you can do from time to time is prestidigitation can drive people. So you can drive people, and they'll just start like as soon as you get to like that critical point where it's like you're feeling it in between your thighs and like in between the crevice. Like then you can drive people, and they'll go back to a state of like. Original dryness, and then it'll just start slowly. Originally, when we were all dry, remember remember the dry times. You folks, you all should apply different coatings for this. It is just water. I agree with that. You do start to feel just somewhere down in your joints, though the various oils and undulants that keep you freely moving start to get a little feeling a little creaky today. Creaky. Chapa pulls up his new magic cloak and it's just like you people. Magic never taken an overland journey before. It is also. I would remind you. You, you're now like almost a ten day away from the official onset of winter. This is the type of rain that only exists moments before snowfall. It is cold. It is like, yeah. Is it too much of a stretch to ask if um, I could use my rewind cantrip in a five foot cube right above my head <laughs> so that the rain goes upwards just above me? <laughs> yeah. 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 But it all gets onto the person behind you. It's like hitting you on the top. Yes. The front. Not, it's just Julian. I'm gonna say so You all see as your Yuri's been like kind of as you're like kind of getting ready. Yuri's been not helpful in cleaning up the camp 
website, but has just been doing some like arm waving, like muttering <laughs> under his breath. And after about like five or ten minutes of this, all of a sudden, he creates this like. Does everyone? If I say the word Taurus, does everyone know what I mean? It's sort of like a cylindrical donut shape. Yeah. yeah. And as the rain falls, it is. And it like siphoned away from you, back in on itself. And it creates just this like halo of rain around Yuri that protects the space right underneath him. And there's Dyson. like at the very center of it, this small bead of like intangible magical essence in which the rain is annihilated somehow. Show yes. right, off. Wow. You don't want to come cuddle. I get distracted and I start I shooting mean, like colors into it. Can't believe that you are going with the time cantrip and not shave water. Ta da! A Yuri classic. Amazing. <laughs> Um, but it is True. cool. You have to keep this up. This is something that you're like kind of like, <laughs> so like the not, whole the whole time. And like if you get one of these movements wrong, like <laughs> it all, it all and not just that, but like all the rain that you thought was annihilated was actually just sort of being held like in space, space. <laughs> and it just comes out in like a torrent. Can I roll to distract him? Yeah, roll sleight of hand check, or how do you want to distract him? I'm just gonna keep using press the digitation to throw up. Yeah, roll a sleight of I, I say roll a sleight of hand, and you're if you want to combat this, yeah, yeah, you yeah. can roll a dexterity saving throw. Try to keep focus. I have a plus six in sleight. I'm watching this all from underneath the cart. Like, Fuck you. I had a natural one, but I get to reroll because. No, I, had <laughs> I, had I, had I had it too. Sixteen. Eight. Uh, yes. Yeah, you managed to like Julian's kind of like starting to just dance around your feet. You're just like, <laughs> <laughs> Aww, this is um, this is feels good to be back. This right. is actually reminding me of something. It's reminding me in a very roundabout way. But there are some uh, home brew rules that I wanted to instill in our game, mm-hmm. and I wanted to talk about it at the, at the top, and I just forgot about it. Literally, we've just walked around in the rain a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Goofing around. Goofing. And not a very important character development. Most of them have to do with combat, and I wanted to uh, bring them up before we encounter any sort of combat situations to see how you all feel about them. Um, I think in general they serve to sort of simplify things. Um... And also, kind of, no, well, it'll become self-apparent. Okay, so first one, critical hits. The way that I want to propose changing this, so currently when you get a critical hit in combat, what I've been doing is have you roll your damage dice, double what is ever on the dice, and then add your modifier to it. Excuse me. Um, instead, what I want to do is, I want to make sure I'm, doing this right. Um, When you score a critical hit, roll for damage normally, then determine the maximum damage you can roll with your attack before applying any modifiers. So let's say you have a dagger, and that dagger deals 1d4 plus 4, and you got a critical hit with that dagger. You would roll your d4, let's say it's a 2, and you know that the maximum you could deal before uh, modifiers is 
four. So you would add those two together to get a six. And then you would add your modifier to it. And that would be how you would score the critical. So rather than roll the two and double it, getting a four, you would roll the two and add it to a four. So what this essentially does is it guarantees that your critical hit is going to do more damage than a normal hit possibly could. Yeah. And it also leaves the door open to get to max damage, which is if you just roll the dice and get max damage on it once. So the reason why I want to do this is it will make your critical hits more powerful. I think it will make them more satisfying. The trade-off is I get to use it too. Shit. Mm. But let's try. Yeah. If, if people are into it, we can give it a try. Um, it's definitely something that is exploitable. <laughs> so especially like I'm looking at Rogue uh, with sneak attack and stuff like that. Um, the, it, it only affects the, the dice that you can roll. So it doesn't affect your modifier at all. But if you as a Rogue could you know, make a sneak attack and roll a D6 for your damage and a D6 of sneak attack damage, uh, you would roll those dice and then also add onto that the max yeah, none minute. of this is computing. Um, oh, that's okay. If you can just guide me through it when it totally, happens, totally, totally. then I'm game. Totally. I think that's cool. It makes crits more Quite powerful. And <laughs> I'm like, sure. So I think another way to phrase it, if I'm understanding, and maybe this is just going to be more confusing and we can stop talking about it this way, but like, if you get a crit, you do your attack as a regular attack, or like regular damage. Yeah. And then also... Any die that you rolled, maximum value added. Yeah, so if you roll 1d6 as damage, you add a 6 on yeah. top of your yes. regular damage attack. Yes. If you roll a d10, you add 10. Yes. If you roll so 2d6 because you're doing a sneak attack, you add 12. What it corrects for is the very upsetting feeling of rolling a critical and rolling minimum damage and essentially dealing less damage than you would have yes. on potentially a normal it's a bummer. attack. So this is yeah. a way to ensure that criticals feel like criticals. Yeah. Um, I get to use it too, but yeah. it will make those moments hopefully a little more dramatic and a little more fun. I think it's fair too, because it's the same amount of benefit to everybody. Like if you're already designed to be good at crits, it's proportionally better for you, but it's like, yeah. that's yeah. good for me, and I'm that's good for you. Is like what, what I was like, if your character is well designed to maximize a crit, I think that's fun, and your character should have that moment right. in the sun. Lucky you. And yeah. I get to then adjust as a DM to correct for that. So in some ways, I'll be able to raise some difficulty, and hopefully everything will just feel a bit more like punchy and spiky and fun. Yeah, sure. And that only applies to the base D dice that you roll. You're not like, your modifier. You're not so gonna... you still add your modifier to it. So let's say that you have a plus four modifier to this. So you get like a plus one D four for like my hunter's too. mark. Like, uh, Hunter's Mark you applied. It's just a natural area. Hunter's Mark would be part of that critical role. So if I roll the yes. two for additional uh, Hunter's yes. Mark damage, I would add two plus four. Yes. Unless there's some other cool. condition. Yes. What about sneak, sneak attack damage too? Okay. Included. Yeah. But gotcha. Yes. Okay. Like Second rule. Yeah. Uh, this one's super straightforward. Healing potions are going to be a static value according to their um, rarity. So a common potion of healing is 2d4 plus 2. With this rule, it would deal a, a static 10 
it would, it would heal a static 10, so max, essentially. Oh, yeah. The trade-off is you need to use treat potions as an action. No bonus action potions. So right now, the sort of house rule that I've been using, and there hasn't been a ton of potions in combat, but I've been saying yeah. that you can take a, as a, a potion as a bonus action Interesting. if you had it sort of like hotkeys. When you click on it in D&D Beyond, it says drinking or administering a potion takes an action. I was going to say Definitely that's very one round. Most yeah. people, most games that I've played in treat potions, Treat potions as a bonus action just okay. because it can feel a little punishing, and I agree to take a whole action drinking a potion and then maybe only get like four hit points from it. Especially if you're like a ranger and you can attack twice. Yeah, exactly. if you attack at all. So, so this is this my my thinking with this is one: you have to be a little more tactical with how you use potions because you essentially either need to stay in combat and lose your action and potentially take damage. Or you need to find a way to extract yourself, take that potion. It's just a, it just sort of makes the action economy a little bit more strategic. I feel like we usually end up using potions for like stabilizing people anyway, which yeah. is an action already. Yeah. So. So and that's fine. And I think it also like potions are expensive, and I think it can be really uh, frustrating in game to spend money on a thing and then not have that thing really do anything for you. So this corrects for that. Yeah, cool. Well, you um, should that. Yeah. Oh, like a whole bunch of gold now, so... <laughs> uh, the next one is flanking. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. Um, flanking exists in the game, and we haven't really Doesn't used it yet. It's actually does. But um, <laughs> the way that I want to use it is that... Um, XCOM rolled. Thank you for these baked goods. Yes, thank you. And for cutting them into little pieces so I can eat all of them. (laughs) So I'll read it out. And again, this is probably going to be the sort of thing that's clear. If it doesn't make sense to you uh, right out like this, that's fine. (laughs) But when a creature and at least one of its allies are adjacent to an enemy, so I think, here, let's let's make a, uh, let's use one example. Use these as an example. That's me. All right, we're going to say that this red die is an enemy. We're going to say that Bang Bang and uh, Rumble are positioned like this. So right now they're both adjacent, meaning their figures are sharing a line of space with this enemy. Um, When a creature and at least one of its allies are adjacent to an enemy and on opposite sides of the enemies, they flank that enemy. And each of them has advantage on melee attack rolls against that enemy. So, in this situation, both Rumble and uh, <clears throat> Bang Bang have advantage on this die. Because they're adjacent and opposite. And opposite. So, if, they were, if it was like this, that would not be flanking. They would not be flanking. Yet. If it was like this... So the, yeah, that is. Yeah. The test is always to draw a line from the okay. square yeah. that they're in to the square yeah. that their ally is in. And if it goes through opposite ends of yeah. the creatures... Yeah. It would have space. to win a tic-tac-toe game. Exactly. What if we're using, like, the hex grid? Do we ever use um, hex grid for combat? I generally I like try to use a square grid. Um, <clears throat> so that's another rule. That's but a rule that enemies can also use against you. It's easy enough to determine on a hex grid, too. It's okay. like there's six options instead of yeah. three options or four options. But Could you please repeat one more time what that does for us? 
Did you advantage? Yeah. advantage. Oh, okay. In melee. Advantage on attack rolls. Advantage yeah. on attack rolls. On melee attack rolls. So Seven against nine. that enemy. Not against other enemies, right. just the one that is being flanked. Okay. That's what if an enemy... That would also trigger okay. a sneak attack. Gonna be really good for If me. an enemy was... Yeah. In combat. These are just, you know, these are just tools that I'm trying to sort of slowly layer in as you guys get more comfortable with the mechanics, especially people who are newer to the game. Um, you don't need to do any of this. It's just a tool that you can use. I think the ones that you'll use the most are obviously the potions, because that's just a static sort of thing that will benefit you. And the criticals, because that'll just make critical hopefully more fun. Yeah. Um, the last one, and I'm still kind of workshopping this a little bit. But um, I just want to make sure you all are aware how I'm using bloodied as a term. Is that clear to everyone? When I say that, like... Less than half. Yes. Less than half, yeah. Ooh. So... 50% bloodied. So there's going to be a, a notion of, like, your bloodied value is half of your total hit points. And I also want to start implementing uh, massive damage... Penalties. Yeah. So, DPS. if your character is brought to zero hit points, and they took half or more than half of their your hit point total to get there, so let's say I'm playing a character that has fifty hit points, and they have twenty hit points left, and they take twenty five hit points of damage and are reduced to zero, so that would count as massive damage. When that happens, I've got a big fat table on my side, okay. and I would roll a d100, Whoa. which could impose a massive damage injury type to you that has a concurrent um, effect attached to it. Some of them are positive, some of them are minor, some of them are major. And there is the possible of instant death. So are these like lasting mm. injuries? Some of them things? are, some of them aren't. And this is only I'll if you're brought down to zero, not if you yeah, not not take more than So half. if you go from go. 50 to 30 or to 50, 20, 20 hit 20. points in one so good. Then it's only when you go to zero. Okay. Only when you go to zero. Um, Another I'll do an example. Yeah. So I'm going to roll a d100 now. And that's a nice. 69. Awesome. <laughs> Confirmation that this is something we should be using. <laughs> that's awesome. Okay, 69. A crotch hit. Um, <laughs> is that what? really what it's... <laughs> That's what it is. Um, no. Unconscious. Right. Uh, you would <laughs> <laughs> make a con save of 15 when you come to consciousness. And if it's a failure, uh, your speed is reduced to zero. Or... Um, until you that can part. succeed on that oh. con save, and you'll do it at the beginning of your trip. So, like, if you're being brought back up in combat, you might be. Exactly. If you're, like, time with that. And some, like, I'm, I might need to do a little bit of work. I haven't gone through this entire, yeah. I didn't make this entire thing. So, some of them might make a little more sense than others, based on how I want to implement it. But, um, so that's, if I, if I asked you what your bloodied value is, that's going to be half of your hit points, and that's a useful number for me right. to have because that's how much I need to know whether or not, like, when you go to zero hit points, I'll be like, what's your bloody value? And if you tell me 25 and you just took 19 points, I know that this isn't massive damage. Thank you. I assume that makes sense. Does that also... 
Do we round up or down if it's not? Round up. Um, I assume that that doesn't incorporate any hit, any temporary hit points that you have. Uh, temporary hit points will yeah. not count. So if you have like, yeah, it, it, your 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 bloody value is just based on your your uh, static hit point maximum, um, without any magical effects boosting it in some way. Boosting. Cool. Um, um, with it. Another thing about massive damage rules that I've heard frequently when it's discussed, so I want to ask for doing that now, is like if you take damage which reduces you to zero hit points and the amount of damage left over is equal to or greater than your bloodied value, you die. So like not... So the example where you gave earlier, where you go from 20 and take 25 hit points and then have to roll on the table, that wouldn't apply, that wouldn't cause this to happen. But yeah. like if you have five hit points and you take 30 hit points of damage, which is then half your yeah. you go to I, I, am playing, I am playing with that rule. Okay. That's that's a standard rule. That's what I um, yeah. And it's 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 carryover damage. If your character hits zero hit points and the carryover damage is equal to or more than your bloodied value. Then you die instantly. So right. So Choppa has fifty-three hit points. If he's at full health and takes seventy-nine points of damage or more, that would take me to negative twenty-six, yep. which would be my bloody value, and I would explode. Yes. So uh, we'll revisit those things as they come up in game. But I just want to think about it. It's like. If we try them out and we don't like them, we can always take them off the table. If you hit that number, you're dead. uh, That's enough table talk. Let's get back into gameplay. Thank you for uh, humoring me with that. Will you be reviewing these as they come up? Yeah, for you especially, this is all new if you remember them all. (laughs) There will be be no explanation. We haven't even even had a combat yet. So uh, if you don't remember these rules, you will die. There will be a test. I'm not not going to exploit this against you. Um, Don't worry about it. Yeah. But we're on the road. It is raining. It is morning. It is cold. Who's driving the cart? Who's driving the cart? What is our marching order? Chapa's going to be in front. Here, he's got a shield. Uh, not in the cart. In front of the cart. Yeah, like he's going to be walking Taking the lead. Yeah, exactly. I'll I'll um, take the reins. I'm excited. the reins. We're all taking. Is the anyone reins. else going to? Uh, I'm going to assume, unless someone says otherwise, that the cart's in the middle. And so whoever's driving the cart, I'm going to put in the dead middle. So if someone wants to be ahead of the cart, tell me. And if someone wants to be ahead of the cart, I'm going to be so ahead of the cart. Does anyone else want to be ahead of the cart? Should I study more today? Do I have time? I think Can Bang Bang would yeah. be ahead of the cart just it's because of walking speed. Sure. Yeah. I don't know where I am, but I'm assuming I'm in the cart. You can definitely be in the cart. I'm going to say that the cart you can drive the cart if you want. <laughs> the driver of the cart is essentially someone who's on the horse. This is not again a stagecoach. This is somebody who's like you can. You can. I'm going to say that you can ride the horse. That can the horse just follow us too? Can we be like you could do yeah. it? You could walk it. It'll follow you. Like it's strange. It knows what it's doing. That's it. But you can also ride in the cart. I'm going to say that two medium-sized creatures can ride in the cart. Either way. Well, I definitely can't keep up this random And being on the horse counts as being in the cart for the sake of weight. 
I'd like to read in the back. Yeah. Put yourself under a little canvas tarp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 Okay. The book's all wrong. It's getting wet. I'll just keep it it rewinding it every so long. Yeah, yeah we're going to be in the cart and I'll just keep I also want to like scout. I think we're reading what we're actually hooking up. Yeah, I would definitely be uh, ahead of the cart, ahead of the party sort of thing. Hey, what did you do roll on that massive massive damage table? Huh? Did that be Chopper, though? Uh, Julian, that was a critical hit. <laughs> it's not a crotch injury, I heard. If I, would it be okay if I reduced to zero. sneakily scouted ahead of you? Um, like ahead of the party, just like yeah, checking out the road. Does that mean you're to be behind the cart? I guess so. You I... don't need to be. The cart can be, the cart can be last if you want it to be. No. That's a bad idea. I don't want to Fresh speak. Is good. Especially if they're reading the cart. back. We should have somebody behind the cart. It doesn't have to be. Yeah, enough, somebody should be behind the cart. I can be behind. I can just circle. It's just got, like, the person oh, behind the, the cart dog. has, <laughs> you know, to have their ears facing backwards, you know? Right. Um, if okay. you want to be sort of, like, just going up and down the yeah. line, that's okay. Chapa's going to guard the front. Lena's going to guard the back. Bang Bang's going to circle. Yuri and Julian are in the cart, and Rumble's going to scout ahead. Socially, with this all, like, you're still, like, in distance of it. It's not like you're, like, way behind or something like that. So you can be talking with uh, Julian and Yuri if you want. Um, Bang Bang, I'm going to functionally say that you're moving around. What is the landscape like here? Yeah. It's very, at this point, you are probably a mile or so away from the actual coast, but you can see beyond that the distant open horizon of the ocean. And uh, further away to your right, you're in a sort of like, it's, it's hilly and it's very exposed. There's It's a bluff, essentially. And, um, like, various points have, like, uh, like, one of the ones you found last night are a little more sheltered. There's sort of, uh, like, bushes and stuff that you could be either hiding in or amongst, or, uh, that provide a little bit of shelter from the wind. But most of it is open, kind of, grasslands. And, uh, further away to the right, it starts to become a bit more variegated, um, Way to the north, you can see on the horizon the distant shadows of the Sword Mountains. Um, this is quite far away. Uh, you could probably only just make out like a little bit of a kind of ripple along the horizon. And further to the east and like north of you, it kind of goes down into valley land. Bang Bang has never seen these landscapes and has only ever been in the city and is just like it's very wide open. Running around trying to see and there's, everything. And there's very, yeah, there's very few people. And uh, I'm going to remind you all as well. So when you left, you were given several things by Rashal for this quest. One was a sack of gold to give to Bronco in exchange for several materials that Rashal is purchasing. The other is a set of written instructions from Rishal. It details what you all, how you how to get there, first of all, where and what Bronco's dwelling is. Um, and it also kind of gives like 
a vague list of other things that Rachal would be interested in buying if for whatever reason the things that he's expecting aren't available or the pricing doesn't quite work out or something like that. Um, but good boss. bullet points are to get there, you take the high road north out of Waterdeep. Along the coast. Yeah. Um, it's go- He says that shortly after leaving, it is going to branch and one, the northern spur is going to continue on up the Sword Coast, past uh, like Rasselanter and on towards like Thornhold and Land, and eventually Neverwinter. Um, but that's not the way you want to go. You want to turn east towards Goldenfield. So you're essentially looking for the signpost that points east towards Goldenfield. And as you make your way along this road in the rain, it's not long before you make it to that signpost, and you find the uh, split in the road and a sign that points toward Goldenfields. The next direction that you get is to follow this road towards Goldenfields, and it's going to branch again with a high road connecting towards the village of Anfail and the low road branching off and continuing towards Goldenfield. And you're to continue following the road towards Goldenfield until the Deseran Nip River bends up from the north and comes into clearer view, at which point you are to look for a post in the shape of a quill that marks the path that leads to Bronco's hut. Chopper's So essentially, you're taking yeah. three rights. Right. Mm-hmm. The quill, the path to Bronco's hut um, leads towards the river, and you are to understand that Bronco's hut is close to the Deserin River. The Deserin River, just for context, borders the RD. Okay. So that's a lot of talking. If you have any questions, you can ask, and I will remind you. But the directions, take the road to Goldenfield, take the road again to Goldenfield, look for the signpost in the shape of a quill. That will lead you to Broncos Hut. And this whole travel should take you, if you don't encounter too much trouble, about a day. That's eight hours on the road, give or take. Can Yuri and Freya lead using Freya's Adderall magic? You may. Uh, go ahead, and what are you reading, and what are you trying to find out? I mean, I probably would have focused more on Cordorce stuff originally, but you after the trance I had, I think I'm probably going to read more about the Arctic Forest, because Fenwin seemed to be interested by the fact that we were going to the Ardeep see if there's a connection between Labellus and the Ardeep Forest. Go ahead and make a uh, investigation check, and let me know what you roll. 25. And um, am I to understand that you're, how much time are you going to develop? Um, what is my Twinga ability again? Yeah. So you've got, you, you have a period of time now, you're not sure how long. You have just taken that right. So right now you're traveling, unless, some, unless somebody wants to do something else or do some scouting. So treat one dedicated hour of study as though it were four. So, so let's, just do, let's just do a one first hour, hour to yeah. start. 
Um, what'd you roll? About 25 altogether. 25. So, with the 25, reading this, you um, get a few more uh, important locations within the Ardeep Forest. So, you learn that uh, many of the... This book is dated sometime between... It, I'd say it's probably like 40 to 50 years old. Um, so a lot of the information in it is not current, 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 but does have a pretty comprehensive view of what's going on there post um, Spell Plague, Time of Troubles. Uh, you learn of a few locations. Uh, the Crypts of the Deepening Moon are mentioned. The Royal Vaults of the, uh, that have long been abandoned but have treasures in them. You learn of the Dancing Dell, which is, which contains a magical rock that followers of Ellis Trey revere. Can you spell that? Which? Ellis Trey. E I L I S T R A E E. Can you do it again? E I L I. S-T-R-A-E-E. Um, you learn of several elven ruins, including uh, the Glen of Alavan, which is said to be the site of a portal that led to a pocket plane, wherein lay the ghost of a maddened queen. Um, there are rumors that this sarp Site, sorry, site was at one time guarded by an otherworldly dragon and attendant and attendant priests of Sethany. Um, you learn of the House of Long Silences, which is in the northern spur of the forest, and is a palace, uh, an abandoned ruined palace once belonging to the Elven Society that flourished in these forests. Uh, you learn of the House of Stone, which is another ruin just east of the forest that is rumored to connect to the Underdark. Um, you learn of a fallen warrior's tomb, Relleron's tomb, the resting place of a fallen elf warrior cursed by evil magic during his final battle. And then you learn of several hunting lodges that were set up by humans and have also since been in various states of abandonment following a period of conflict between the elves in the woods and the humans of Nightstone. You learn of Nandar Lodge, Phyland Hunting Lodge, Talmost Keep, um, and the uh, the Flashing Estates. Flashing. One of those hunting lodges features in the Adventure Path um, Horde of Dragons. Fun fact. Uh, so that's just a spate of information. Cool. Um, you don't find any explicit mentions of Rubellus, but a few things catch your eye. There's um. There's like a section in the book that deals with legends, and there's mention of floating towers that have been observed to appear over our deep 
um, throughout its history. And they're attributed to various mages and also cloud giants. And indeed, several years ago, it was one of a, a floating palace of some kind that appeared over Nightstone and resulted in the, the town's uh, the town being attacked. Jeez. Hmm. <clears throat> yeah. Great, thank you. Ominous. So, with four hours of study, that's what you get. Great. It's a pretty updated book. Yeah, mm-hmm. we know a lot. Of a lot of these are too. like, yeah, a lot of those those uh, locations that I mentioned are they were like a lot of them have fallen deeply to ruin. They were just at one time believed to be very important. And it's notable, I think, as well in reading this book, that a lot of this information is coming from a human source. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and you being an elf, you kind of can read between the lines here and be like, all right, this is like an anthropologist who's gone into like a native territory and is doing their best to piece together sort of a history, but this is not the received history of its peoples. This is just like patchwork. Sort of like vaguely co- like colonial, but not quite. Like it's there. There's a sense that um, this information, while reliable, is incomplete. Cool. Anything interesting? Yuri's just like shouting from the wagon. Like, not stone was attacked by floating towers. Yeah, it's crazy. But there are there is mention of portals. There's mention of dragons. There's mention of all manner of things. So it seems like this this forest has a lot of stuff going on. A lot of magic. Um, all right. You wanted to do some scouting. Go ahead and roll. How are you just sneakily? Are you trying to find a better route? Are you trying to look for threats? What is your yeah? I'm mostly looking out for danger up ahead, looking to see if I see any like signs of recent travelers or people. So, us off the side of the road. I'm going to say, go ahead and give me either survival or perception check your choice. Just tell me which one it is. Chopper is going to be standing too, but like from the group. He's you can make a perception check as well. Do a survival check. Oh, and also, um, he tapped. Uh, who's driving the cart? Julian? Julian 16. has advantage on the issue. Okay. Great. Rolled a 1 and a 17. Oh. Um, 23. 23. So, with your 23 perception from the cart, one thing that you notice, uh, sort of immediately, I think both of you would notice this, um, all of this rain is turning the road muddy, quick. And as you turn right, this road, uh, this spur that travels towards Golden Fields, it is... Very clearly, like a, a well-trod road, but it is nowhere near as well built as the high road. Mm. The high road is newer. The high road is better constructed. It's sort of raised. This is just a a road that has seen not as much upkeep, dirt turning now to mud, and it is also um, sort of descending in elevation very gradually as you make your way deeper into the valley of the River Deseret. With the 23, you notice that there are very few footprints of travelers coming from, like, going into this road, and that uh, 
there are probably only a set of footprints that are maybe, this with your survival check, maybe a couple weeks old, old that are traveling towards the high road from uh, from the direction of Golden Field. Okay. Um, the opposite way that we're going. As you, what? The opposite way that we're going. The opposite way that you're going. No one seems to have traveled in the direction you're going for quite some time. Okay. Um, and it becomes immediately apparent. As you travel, you've walked down this road now for about an hour, and the as you get a little lower in altitude, not by much, but just enough to be that much closer to sea level and closer to the level of the river, the um, state of the road becomes dramatically worse. Mm-hmm. Uh, your cart is starting to struggle to keep up pace, and you can see ahead... Um, where these roads start to diverge. Mm. Um, One spur continues sort of east, and one goes further north. And the signposts there, one says Golden Field, one says Amphale. There's also, you can see, a note that has been scrawled on a piece of parchment and nailed to the post. Wet. At this point, it is wet, and the uh, the graphite or charcoal or whatever it was used, whatever is used to scribble on it, is a bit smeared. But somebody could try to decipher it. Yeah, you know, yeah, I'll run up, try to read it. Make a uh, make a perception check, or actually, I'm gonna say investigation. Make an investigation check. Ten. Um. Maybe you should do reading. Yeah, I'll give it a shot, though. With a 10, you very clearly make out the words swamp and from the smell. Mm. It smells like home. No. Mm. <laughs> smell it. Mm. All right. Um, I'm going to pull the note off. Toss Here. Do you want to you also... Are you giving it to your ear? Yeah. Okay. I, found this, I found this note uh, pinned to the signpost up here. Yeah. I can't. I can't really make it up. Yeah, let me give it a shot. What am I rolling? Roll an investigation check. Mm-hmm. Dirty twenty. With a dirty twenty, uh, I'm going to say that you probably, out of instinct, start to both dry and reverse time around this note, cool. and this starts <laughs> to just coalesce some of that sp- the spread out uh, like particles of graphite that had begun to bleed and you pull it together just enough to make out beware the swamp at night run from the smell of death chop off <laughs> <laughs> why do people go out here gross it is I don't know why people leave the city. In making that observation that it becomes clear as you consider both of these spurs, um, virtually no like carts or footprints travel on this eastern road. Everyone seems to have taken this northern road. What little travel has been coming along this road of late has come from the north. In fact, what you can even make out is that a lot of people have traveled down this road, come to this point, and it looks like they just turned around and went back. Mm. It's a real Oregon Trail situation. 
If we're not careful, we'll get stuck in the mud. Let me see what it said one more which time. Which one is, well, the is that the one that we're supposed to take to get into the horse? Which is eastern. We'll be fine. We're not so further down into this valley, closer to the river, it is getting progressively worse and worse. Swampy, or one might say. Yes. <clears throat> you you say the total yeah. weight of the cart and gear is, and what's the carrying capacity of that flying uh, I mean, you guys would sort yeah. of tell Not me, I think. It depends on whether you've been putting all of your gear into no, it or so. if you've just been using it as a way, a means to maybe carry something back. Yeah, I think more carrying something back and Yuri, yeah, yeah carry Yuri. For so, yeah. so at that point, then it's just the weight of these two on it and the weight of the cards. Maybe itself. packs, but people could pick those yeah. back up okay. easily. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to say it's minimal. Yeah. It's, it's like a negligible weight at this point. We can make mud shoes. They're like snowshoes for the mud. <laughs> Maybe stilts. Or swimming. What, what, what uh, time of day is it? Should I cast levity on the one? It's, you, uh, it took you about, an, I would say, like an hour just to get to the first turn towards Golden Field <laughs> and another hour to get to make the turn Continuing on towards home. So how many like, started yet? Yeah. How long would we estimate it is toward? We still got yeah. most of the day ahead of me. Yeah. And how far? And we think it's a day's you know, journey. We've already done part of the day. You, yeah, I would say you've probably done a quarter day's travel, and you know that you still have about a like the the whole travel in total should take about a day. And how much did we do yesterday? Have to go to the bad place. You do need to go through a tricky section of road to get there. How much weight can fit on our floating disc? Hold on. On that one. I just want to, about the timing. So, like, is it a day's travel that we have to do today, or a day's travel total and we did some yesterday? Uh, A day's travel total and you did some yesterday. Okay. Okay. So, how, based on that, like, how many hours are we expecting to still be walking? You would judge somewhere between three and four. Okay. Okay. The floating disc can be activated three times per day for an hour each and can carry um, uh, I have to look up the spell floating disc. I was also going to ask, would it be easier for the horse to pull the wagon if I cast levitate on it? Probably. I think you can only levitate. How long does levitate last? Oh, but I oh, good point. Ten minutes. But it can hold. It can definitely help. It can definitely help get out of the situation. situation. Okay. But the other limitation to levitation is that, uh, as the spell wording suggests, when you levitate something, it can only move up and down. But if the well, horse was not levitating, if the horse was levitating and being pulled. Yes. I can hold things in my boat. Or if the cart was being, <laughs> if the cart was being levitated and pulled by the horse. That's what I mean. That yeah. too would be My boat easier. can become Ooh. as big as 24 feet long and 8 feet wide and 6 feet deep. That feels what? like it would be harder but to then, travel with. But then it, my boat it folds back down into a box and keeps anything that has yeah. been put oh. into it. Oh, oh including horses? I don't think it doesn't say anything about it's living things. It's not going to hold a horse. Yeah. But, but I was thinking a cart. Yeah, yeah, a cart in the boat. Yeah, yeah. that's <laughs> pretty sweet. Yeah. Can we put the cart in a bag of holding? I think we should. Can, can, can you put? Does anything that fits into the boat then fit into the box? Yeah. That's crazy. 
That's pretty cool. Right, yeah. well, that's all this non-living things. Yeah. Is it the sort of river a boat can fit on? The river you actually haven't found yet. Oh. So We're the direction I can I can show you this yeah, image. Did my shawl give us a little map or something? I'm going to show you uh, the map that I'm looking at, which is not a perfect representation, but you get an idea. So, essentially, this this road represents vaguely what you're traveling. Only, in my understanding of it, the road that you traveled out of Waterdeep goes like this, and this is about where this road should link up. That's where you start to travel. And around this point is where you find that spur that yeah. goes one section off to the north towards Amphail up here. And this is Golden Fields over here. And it's somewhere in this general territory where the river bends close to the, the road. So would you say it's like marshy or boggy or just like wet underfoot? Make a... Uh, this would be where you are right now just looking... It hasn't quite gotten to that stage. It's getting there because of the rain, but you wouldn't, being from a, a bog, being from a, a swamp, this isn't quite there yet. But the road does de-escalate as it continues on in the direction of Golden Field. Descend. Do I have any, just from growing up in this environment, can I see like where the lake good places to step are. You can make a survival check. So first of all, I just want to, I'm assuming right now that you all are sort of taking stock of things at this spur. You yeah. haven't yet continued on it. Right. If you would like to, let me know. If someone wants to go on a scouting little expedition, let me know. I like the idea I of just doing... I think I could doing... scout for a minute. We definitely yeah. have, like, the cart covered, and then if we need to levitate the horse and pull it along, we can. Yeah. Really I just can't do, like, an like, situation. Oh yeah. No. If we get, yeah, we can exactly. levitate the car if we get into an architect situation. Yeah, for sure. Flying um, horse. Flying horse. Shop was We're not going to let this chunk die. Too. <laughs> Tie a rope to it and just like string it on like a horses. balloon. We can float you on a disc if we need to. We'll make it through. Yeah. I can scout for a little bit. So so this, from the smell of death. To wear the swamp at night. <laughs> the smell of death. Yeah, it's it's not yet midday. Um, we being close to winter, the sun does start to set around what we would understand as like 4 p.m. And it is probably around 10 p.m. right now. Or sorry, 10 a.m. 10 a.m. So you should still have like six hours of daylight. Yeah. Did we get any information on like what types of danger we might encounter in that note? You didn't get any, uh, from Rishal, there's no suggestion of danger. Like specifically or just... He just didn't mention danger. Period. It doesn't seem like Rashal is aware of this being a dangerous road. He's not mm-hmm. left his And do we know if Rashal is like an adventurous person or just kind of like uh, unaware? Make an insight check. Yeah. <laughs> on, his, yeah. on this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what kind of check am I making? Insight. Uh, ten. Uh, Rashal is the definition of an insight kid. <laughs> <laughs> Cool. So, nerd. <laughs> knowing that, I say this is not going to be an easy road. Um, do you want to do a little scout? 
Sure. Yeah. How far away can I see? Like, yeah, what's like, visibility? Yeah, like, what is the visibility? What does it look like? The visibility of the road itself is tricky because it's, it starts to wind. And as it, as it um, descends, there is a bit of a switchback. This isn't like steep, but it just sort of like cuts through the landscape in a way. And it's variegated in a way that you can't see. There's like, it's sort of, I would say, like rolling hills that are slowly descending. Okay. Sure. Um, you can make out where the river is in the distance to these. You can't see it, but it's one of those situations where it's like, uh, that's where the tree line sort of abruptly ends or the grass line sort of abruptly ends. So like that, that's probably where the river is, but this, you know, the scale of this is kind of, um, still large and you don't have a lot of elevation where you are. So, um, you can do a little bit of surveying, but you're, you aren't able to see super far. Okay. Um, Um, Julian, let your foot fall where Saloon guides you, and I'll give you guidance. Great. Um, yeah, and I'll have a dagger out as a ready to action if cool. I see anything spooky. So if anything attacks, you're just going to wing the dagger? Yeah, or throw it, depending on what it is. Um, okay. Crumble. I can come with you. Yeah, you can either come with me or, or stand I'm behind me. Closely, I'm closely watching them from our not our like caravan position. Candy nuts. Cool. Somebody would like one. They're really good. Take a nut. Oh, nuts. They're really good. Uh, yeah, that's candy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the nut part is really good. Candy. Um, what did you roll first of all? It's like, it's healthy. Nuts. Mm. <laughs> yeah. no, Four. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Plant based. Hold on. <clears throat> A four. Julian is used to the temperate, semi-tropical environs of uh, Lurian, which is more of like more in the order of uh, like mangrove forest in in some senses. It's more like the Everglades. This is like a miserable, colder, just like wetland, similar in many ways to like this environment, um, but a little more coastal. Um, I would think of sort of like brackish territory and like where, like cranberry fields and sort of mountain. And um, as you descend and go a little bit down this road, how far do you think Julian wants to go? And Rumble is going with a couple miles. Yes. No, <laughs> no more than like half a mile. Yeah, probably like a quarter mile. So that's what I was thinking. Okay. Um, a few things become apparent. Uh, this is difficult terrain. Mechanically, difficult terrain means you're traveling at half speed. Um, a quarter mile is pretty far. You can see that erosion has made very deep ruts in this road. It is definitely going to be a challenge to get a cart and a horse across it, that's going to slow you down. Um, you don't see any signs of various uh, like, you don't see any signs of font. There, aside from, like, some crows that you see in the distance, just sort of like ah, ah. That's pretty good. It's very <laughs> it's very uh, quiet. And with just the sort of steady rain falling around you, there's an eerie silence. And further off in the distance, you can tell that 
a um, a mist hangs over the landscape. Okay. Fucking mist again. It's this is hard, y'all. Looks yeah, bad. you make your way back. Nothing jumps out. Nothing seems to try and attack you. Um, and you don't see anything. Do you want to make any sort of checks? I mean, I'll, I'll yeah, I'll make a survival check to see if there's like. So survival is sort of about like sussing out a good path, right, yeah. finding a way forward, seeing if there's any tracks, things around. I'm just like to see if... sort of like keeping your head up and seeing if something yeah, is like watching. what Chop is doing. Yeah, you're back. To the oh, yeah, yeah. Just, oh, you I mean, whatever. I'm sure there's a certain kind of ranger that I played, <laughs> but does your ranger type have any benefit around difficult terrain for the party? I don't think so. No. I feel like Bloomstalkers are more like I'm, by, I'm a sneak boy by myself. I wasn't sure yeah. if it was like the yeah. class of ranger I played or right. yeah, not that I'm aware of. I think it's more that the class of ranger that he plays specifically doesn't get that. Gotcha. Okay. Um. <laughs> Bummer. <laughs> I'm going to, yeah, perception check to see if perception. I hear anything beyond these crows. Eleven. Uh, with an eleven, you also, it's it's sort of eerily silent. Hmm. Um, there's no, uh, there's, there's some trees here, but it's not like a heavily wooded area. You can see further off in the distance what might be the beginnings of the RD forest. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I think we just gotta. Yeah, I think we just keep like, going get through there yeah, quick before we get right. eaten. It by looks anything. pretty rough. <laughs> so we will begin. We will come back. Uh, I'm just gonna go to the bathroom really quick. Mm-hmm. But when I get back, I'm gonna have everybody make. Um, Chubb wants to cast a couple spells too. If we yeah. have time to do that. You definitely have time. You're in a moment of like brief rest before you continue. Major. So we're about to go like, deeper into Major. the marsh. Yeah. yeah. Does anyone mind if I like turn this lamp down? No, not at all. Um, Nico, Yuri should cast major, major armor on himself now, if you have it prepared. Um, Eight hours, get the bonus. True. Okay, so I'm very psyched about this elk thing. I've been waiting a year to get. I got. The first time I saw this elk in my brain wasn't like a year ago in oh, wow. real lifetime. It was Jackson, six months ago because I was in Yosemite. Six months ago. But it's felt like a year. Yeah, it's been a big year. There's been no other clues to this mystery since then. A certain other wizard we might know in the Do world. Do you guys realize that <laughs> Chuck died in October? Really? Yeah. Wait a minute. No. Yes. Have yes. you seen Frodo since then? Yes. Really? I've, I've been like looking back yeah. through the audio files and... Holy shit. He We're died before Halloween. Yeah. Oh my god. Miles. Wow. Because you came back at our session in November. Oh, yeah. Just what the after that. Should I be? Should I turn Yeah. Turn into another horse and help us pull this cart. <laughs> I thought but, we were going to put the card away. Yeah. If you have any spells that are a really long duration that give you an advantage, now is a good time to cast them. Okay, here's you the deal. To, Everyone should... You have that lasts for eight hours. Um, any, like, non-essential things can go into the boat so we can pack it away, but make sure you have all your, like, spell stuff. Yeah. And, you know, daggers and things I can't think of. What's it called? Alright. 
What are folks doing to prepare for this difficult and we should road ahead? Trappa and Yuri are both casting mage armor. How long does that last? Eight, Eight hours. hours. Sick. Um, God, what a nice spell. It's so good. Um, I'm also going to, rather than walking with my Warhammer out, Chapa is going to walk with the Wand of Wonder. Because I never get to use that, because I never want to spend an action. Just an argument that you can shoot down. Um, does my halfling nimbleness give me anything? And also remember, I have large feet. <laughs> can you read for me what that is? Can you read that for me? You can move through the space of any creature that is of a size larger than yours. Um, situationally, it might, but it doesn't give you the ability to turn this difficult terrain into not difficult terrain. There are some classes that like specifically grant that ability, like okay. rangers. You can choose like a favored terrain, um, and like if Grassland was a favored terrain of yours, then this would be a situation in which yeah, that would work. But um, situationally, I might give you an advantage on something, but just as a general like approach, no. Cool. That's all I wanted. Um, I'd like to cast enhance ability on myself. How long does it last? Only last for an hour. An hour. Okay. Should I wait? Up to you. It's just the thing is, like, yeah. You, I'll, you know, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll try to be as clear as possible because your characters would have this information. Um, you believe in a perfect world, you've got about four hours of travel ahead of you. Okay. But you already know that because this is difficult terrain, mm-hmm. that time can be doubled. Mm-hmm. And you have six hours of daylight black. So you guys are working right now on a time scale where if things. If the terrain stays difficult all the way, it could take you eight hours to get to Bronco. And you have six hours of daylight left. But if, like, we got to an obstacle we knew we were going to have to cross in a way that would be difficult in a certain way, yeah. then you could cast it then. And so it could be like, oh, my athletics are going to be better. Right. So that I can yeah. climb up this cliff more good or yeah, something like that. I would say, just just to like be, to extend a helping hand as you are new to the table and new to the game, I would save it until you know you're going to be able to get use from it. Okay. Because it could come it could come in handy right now. Like you don't know if I'm going to say like in ten minutes you are all attacked by a war band of ogres, in which case yeah maybe uh-huh. it would be really helpful to cast an ability on strangers. Mm-hmm. But it's just as likely that. But it's just as likely nothing will happen, and okay. you'll lose the spell slot. So, so, like, okay. with mage armor, that lasts for eight hours. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's gonna come up. And if it doesn't come up, we got extraordinarily lucky. And so it's fine. Okay. <clears throat> um. So, uh, we've got some mage ar- armor popping up. Yes. I'm still, I'm still using the same uh, marching order of Choppa, Bang Bang, Circling, Rumble... Um, how many here is scouting? Does that mean you want to be in the advance? Yeah, just like a hundred feet or so. Okay. Uh, then the cart on which are Yuri and Julian. 
Is that still a thing since we're... Unless you want to change it. I'm just, I'm just re- repeating well, back. Well, we can't around. be on the cart because the cart is in the ship and box. Yeah. How of heavy course. is the cart? What? How heavy is the cart? Uh, well, in the box, it's the weight of the box. Oh, right. Okay. Is the weight of the box? Oh, did we put the cart in the box? It's a cart in the box? Hell yeah. <laughs> it's a cart. Um, uh, super useful feature. Yeah. Angelina just, like, starts to unfold a, like, shoebox, and you all sort of look a little quizzical. And then, after, like, making a few small adjustments to, like, little pieces of wood, it very quickly just, like, like, starts to unfold in this lattice pattern until a, like, like, pretty large keelboat, rowboat, that is, like, right there in front of you. And it's, I would say, like, it's 24 feet long, 8 feet wide, and 6 feet deep with a deck, 5 sets of oars, a steering oar, an anchor, a deck cabin, and a sort of like, It sort of like tumbles over having this big <laughs> sure. boat just on dry land. It doesn't, it's not really stable here, so as soon as it like, like arrives in space, it takes oh. up the entirety of the road for like 25 feet back. And the horse is a little bit like... And like uh, gets a little agitated by its sudden appearance. Uh, but Wait a minute. Can we just put the boat in the river? The river's not... It's not going the same not way? Not there yet. Okay. Not, like, you could go off trail and try to find the river and use the river. Should but is we... the river going the direction we need to go? The river's going is... towards the sea. Oh. Okay. We could paddle, though. You could paddle. Five sets of oars. Is the, is the river that big? Because my, my next smallest boat only holds uh, four people. I see there's like different levels. Yeah. Haven't, haven't been to the river yet. Haven't seen it. Yet. Okay. How far away is the river off trail? Make a survival check. Nineteen, I think. It's nineteen or twenty. I you'd wager it's somewhere between two and four miles. That's a big walk. And off trail is going to be harder yeah. than on trail. Okay, I don't think the river's an option for now. But we'll do but our best. If we see it, we can reassess. Yeah. Um, we should levitate the horse. Are we stopping? I don't want to levitate the horse for yeah. ten minutes. So we should choose well, that. We'll get on the horse we get on the floating disc. Go. I think horses are more than 500 pounds. Um, the wagon is 400 pounds, by the way. I looked that up. Right. But I think horses probably are more than... Okay. Pounds. A, horse can walk. a horse, yeah, an average the average weight of a horse is somewhere between fifteen hundred and two thousand two hundred. Oh damn. Let's magic help this horse out the best we can. Yeah. It is a it is a sturdy draft sturdy. horse. It can very uh, it can ably navigate this terrain. Alright. Used to plowing. Yeah. It'd be great cool. to see it in fly. But it's going to be as difficult for it as it is for all of you. Sure. So, you continue on down this path, this challenging road. And country road. Take me home. You know, Twingo Free is great, but having the aerial view of the owl to, like, scout for us was really, really... I could throw her. (laughs) Um, what do you it, see it up there? Any animals? Any birds around? I can. Not true. I have animal friendship. Oh yeah, you should be asking birds about the danger ahead. 
I can talk. You can absolutely talk to birds if you can find a crow. I also find traps, but that's just what I can see. So you continue down this road. Um, Would you make a perception check for me as you scout the ways ahead? Seventeen. You continue on. The day stretches. The rain only increases in its volume, turning this road into essentially a slip and slide. Um, That number again? Seventeen. Seventeen. I'd like everyone to make a group survival check. Um, It is a uh, DC 20. Yikes. Oh, big yikes. So that means, what, how many of us have to It means that at least three of you need to succeed to be considered. Should I? Dirty 20. One success. Included in that? Everybody, yeah. 23. Five. Ten. Five, ten. Yuri? Seven. 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 Eleven. So... Uh, (laughs) The horse can. Can the horse roll? (laughs) Yeah. The horse did great. Okay. Three. 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 Uh, the horse is its own thing. I'm just oh. Chuck! Come on, Chuck. Classic oh, Chuck. <laughs> oh, it already happened, though. Damn. It already happened. Um, with a 17, so... No, it's not you're a little bit ahead, but you're slipping and sliding, tripping and falling. Uh, after, like... 20 minutes of this, you all are, like, covered in mud from the, like, chest down, and Just how with I'm the like exception this. of Choppa, who is taking oh, oh, oh. his sweet time and has, a like, a, the center of gravity of a this sphere, so very hard to, t- to tumble over. Beautiful out. Yeah, this is, this is <laughs> like, you this feel very nice country. And, uh, Nina, you got now. sea legs. So this is uh, manageable for you. Um, the rest of you, however, are struggling, and your pace drops significantly. This is saloon um, Rumble, you make your way ahead, and you, at one point, like think that you see a head <laughs> on the horizon, like a hooded like the head of a hooded figure. Mm. And you stare in that direction for a while and you don't see any more movement. Mm. But it does put you on guard. Um, You progress further down the road. We reach midday. We reach a point where things start to get ever so slightly more dark. And... Your progress has been so slow that in the space of about four hours, you have only gone maybe a uh, a third of the distance you had hoped to. Well, this sucks. I agree. And yet, we must continue onwards. I thought I saw someone. I come back to the party. Tell them. I thought I saw someone off in the distance. But I can't be too sure. Do we have a description of Bronco? They were a mysterious hooded figure. Couldn't really make out any details. 
Do you know what color the hood was? Did you see any purple? It looked like it could have been a dark red. Could have been a dark red, but it's all kind of gray. Certain patches of the grass, it it blended in well out here, surprisingly. There's a lot of, on this gray day, a lot of the terrain in this, like, late autumn stage is this sort of grayish, golden color, and there's patches of bushes that are these, like, fiery red that have sort of muted down in all this rain and mud. Mm -hmm. So there's just this sort of sea of browns and golds and reds just rippling out ahead of you all. Can I um, instruct Freya to kind of just, like, go on her own little adventure and, like, send me messages if she finds anything interesting? She has to stay within 300 feet of you? Yeah, just because she's, if anything happens um, danger-wise, she can just, like, turn. She's, we're in the, you know, we're... Sure. Roll, we're a, uh, roll a perception check for Freya. All right. 21. Freya sees more in the ways of small creatures than you all do. It seems like many things here are on high alert. And Freya walking through doesn't arouse the suspicions of chipmunks, small like uh, small rodents and mammals that have their burrows sort of winded not so close to this road, um, birds and such. But it also feels like that time of year where a lot of creatures are starting to bed down and make their their homes for winter. Um, but Freya does not see any people. And she's staying sort of on, a, I would say, like a parallel course to the road, but away however many hundreds of feet between 300 that you want. Cool. Um, but yeah, just sort of clambering over rocks and hilly valleys. She's happy. Um, you all, are you continuing? Lena. Did Lena. you say you could talk to animals? Uh, no. <laughs> 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 um, I can't talk to animals. I can befriend animals or I can turn into an animal. Rumble. Can I talk to Mostly animals rats, turn into but... <laughs> Do you have like a Rumble, do you think you could catch a chipmunk and talk to it? And get, uh, get the vibe <laughs> through it? Sure, of course, <laughs> of course I could. Speak. That is different. Yeah. Catching small animals is my forte. But I can turn into <laughs> see your eyes get big. <laughs> I don't know if it'll like it. Catch a rodent, you say. I can. You can... Catch a rodent to talk to it and get the vibe. Catch a small animal. <laughs> make, uh, make an animal handling check. First, make a perception check. Can I See help? You can spot. Yeah. I'm guessing hold person doesn't work on a chipmunk. Very <laughs> no. cast hold chipmunk. <laughs> I shoot it. <laughs> can I got a nat twenty plus six on perception. I got a natural twenty oh, plus. So as you start to cast your gaze all over the ground, Wait, at a certain speak- point. To animals, but I can't speak to plants. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. There are a lot of plants. Speech of <laughs> We got the flora and the fauna. Uh, we resolve the uh, chipmunk, chipmunk situation. So <laughs> what you what you see is a mole. And you see it just sort of poking its head out of a small hole about 20 feet 
away off trail. Um, and you point it out, and it seems to have clocked you. It seems to be just sort of like curiously watching as you guys pass by. And you point it out to Rumble. Rumble. Right. Um, I wave to uh, me, sir. Well, me. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a bowl. It doesn't <laughs> understand waving. Okay, I'm going to use speak okay. with animals. <laughs> okay. Uh, excuse, excuse me, friend. Um, you see the bowl immediately start to like, <laughs> like sort of disappear for a second, and then you just see like its nose poke up like a millimeter out of the hole. Hello. <laughs> um, listen, we're we're stuck on this road here. Uh, what, 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 should, what should I ask it? What is it saying? Just um, ask it about tell. the the creature, the person you saw. No, uh, no, no. Ask them. Well, yes, but also, is there danger? Ah, uh, yeah. Is, is there? Uh, have you seen any scary people, animals come through here lately? Are you trying to kill me? No, no, no! Please, no, no, no! Uh, I break off. Don't a little, me trouble. I break off a piece of ration. <laughs> um, make an animal handling check. Uh, Two holes eat. Um, thirteen. Grasses, uh, it sees the food and doesn't go for it, but it's interested. Should have offered it's a little too close to you. Tumor. It's in that like yeah, it's yeah. in that zone where it's like it knows if it goes for you, yeah. get got. Yeah. So it's, it's come it's out of the hole. Can I but, cast uh, animal friendship to help with this? Absolutely. What does animal friendship do? Uh, this spell lets you convince a beast that you mean it no harm. Uh, choose a beast that you can see within range. It must see and hear you. Uh, if the beast's oh, yeah. intelligence is four or higher, the spell fails. Otherwise, the beast must succeed on a wisdom saving throw or be charmed by you for the spell's duration. Four or higher. What's your, uh, what's your spell save, DC? Uh, Fourteen. Out. Angelina, <laughs> seeing the bull, the bull kind of pokes its head out a little bit, and Angelina catches it with this spell. And you see it relax and just start to slowly approach the food, pick it up, and just start to... There you go. There you go. We're just looking for any danger on the road. If you've seen any... Uh, so much hooded, danger. Uh, danger hooded. everywhere. Mm. <laughs> 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 Let's see the walls Honks. like that tiny... Foxes. Very scary. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Recently, today, not today. Hmm. Oh, he hasn't seen anyone today. Oh, but wait, they wait. don't use the road though. They don't use the road. Who travels on this road? Who travels on this road? Mm. <laughs> I'm your translator. Well, doesn't use suckers. The road. Have you? Do you know a guy named Bronco? Hey, both. You know, like a guy named Bronco. Can't tell you. What What are the figures usually doing? How many of them are there? Yeah, Have you ever been to a hut? <laughs> All these questions come in and it's just sort of like... <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 sure. Uh, yeah, plenty. Yeah, the, the, with the, the more crumbs you give, the, ha- the more at ease it appears to be. Uh, one question at a time. What, what do you want him to deal with next? Ask him what kind of activity the figures are usually up to, how many of them are there. Yeah, what kind of what, what kind of dangers other than other than hawks? Something that might be large enough to hurt me, you know? A big fellow like myself. I mostly see in this small groups. 
But they just seem to be walking around. Sometimes they're hunting. What are they? No, they're humans. Humans. Hunters. What kind of Like, like what? I don't. I don't stick around for that sort of stuff. I just run away. At nighttime. Don't go out at nighttime. What nighttime? That's so smart. Ask him about the feather. The feather. Isn't there like a feather that's marking the feather? Oh yeah, a signpost that we're looking for. Uh, Well, signpost in the shape of a quilt. I can't imagine. I can't imagine this guy gets out much. <laughs> yeah, but, but you're talking like a. It's not like a feather quill. It's like a. You don't know. You you were told that it's a signpost uh, shaped to look like a quill. Maybe. Have, have you seen any? We're looking for a signpost that looks like a quill. Maybe at the head. I don't know what quill is, but there is this funny looking stick. <laughs> that could be a better quill. Uh, it's like a tree, but it's not a tree. Mm. Yeah. How is it far, far from here? Mm, yeah. All right. Good. Good. It's all relative. It's all relative, isn't it? Um, mm. it sounds dangerous up here. What's the vibe of that place? <clears throat> I don't go near there. No, 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 no. That's where more scary things are. Okay, that's good to know. Scary things. Uh, sounds like it could be dangerous if I had. Ask him about the smell. The run Oh, yeah. Have death. you ever smell any death? Deathy bad I things? think he stops chewing and sort of the food just falls from his hands. And he's like. It's okay. It's okay. You're, you're, you're safe. You see, the just at the mention of this, he sort of starts to move back towards his whole. I create a pleasant smell. That. What 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 happens? What happens when the smell comes? Ask him his name. Well what's your what's your name? Okay. What's your name? you know, what do you call yourself? <laughs> uh, <laughs> me, I'm bold. The, this question. Vivo, This does not compute. Right, right. Well, we try. Yes, yes. Very, very well. <laughs> yes, I have more food. Yes, get another chunk. <laughs> Smart. Uh, how long does animal friendship last for? I'm gonna speak with animals last for. Twenty four hours. No. <laughs> so this bowl friend for as long as he remembers. Well, this bowl, uh, unless you guys shoot away, it kind of hangs out with you. Um, just sort of like following at a at a short distance. Is, is there a safe <laughs> way to go? Right on my shirt. Yeah. Do, do you know if there's? Is this the only? Path? Is there another road to? What's the river like? This past where our areas that are lost money. If you travel in areas with thicker grass, thicker grass. That's a good point. Good lead us to those paths. Yeah, you think you'd show us show us the way? And he just sort of like dives off the road and deeper, like takes you. Towards the the grass, um, it is indeed where this grass is 
thicker, less muddy, and a little bit easier to traverse, but you have lost the directionality of that road. Mm-hmm. So while this will allow you to travel a bit faster, I will have, ask you to make another survival check just to stay on course. So who's going to be leading the party? All right, make a survival check. I have plus six. I've got plus seven. That's, oh, wow. Jesus. Oh. Could they yes. both do it? They're both proficient. Um, yeah, I mean, somebody, this is oh, no, I one person's going to be leading. Does um, anybody have a compass in their, like, bag? No. No? Is that Probably a thing in this world? Definitely. Okay. Um, Just want to get uh, that out of the way first. It's daytime. No compass. Could Lena and Chapa like lead the group well, together? Um, to be aiding, or do you just need one leader? I need one person to make the roll. Okay. And, or if you, what like is this a situation I suppose, where I suppose one higher. person, two people, could make a roll, and I could take the higher of them? That would be fine. Okay. But I would treat whoever makes that higher roll to be the person who's leading. What are we rolling for? Fair enough. Oh, to lead. Just for survival yeah. to stay on course, yeah. even though you're not Six. on the road. No, 20, 26. Yeah, so Chapa, you, uh, you, before you kind of follow the rest of the party off, you look at this road and sort of get a a vague idea of the direction that it's going in, and you use the river as a judge as well, and you kind of are able to triangulate a sense of, like, the direction that you all need to go in, and it is hard at times to keep it because you're going up and down, and you completely lose track of where this road is not long after you step off of it. The, the landscape, it's, it's a little disorienting how samey it can look, uh, even though you're not like in a deep forest or something like that. You can become, there's not a lot of real points of orientation. Mm. So as you get off the road, you are constantly having to correct party. And I'm going to say you actually kind of lead from the back and yeah. it's that you're kind of able to sort of steer the general direction. It's like, I'm like, okay, I'll stand in the back, and now I can see in relation to where Rumble is in the very front. If yeah. It's a straight line from Rumble through Yuri to me, and we're walking in a straight line. And once you get a clear heading, and uh, this vole has done his job of showing you a more firm terrain to walk on, uh, it starts to feel like it's getting a little further away from its home than it's comfortable with, and it just sort of like nervously yeah, yeah. like paws the ground and watches okay. as you all like walk off into the distance, and it's just like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I run back. I toss him a little chunk of food again. Thank you. Uh, Thank you for your help. Yeah, go and ahead. Just like stuffs all the food into his cheeks and starts to bound back in the direction of uh, its burrow. Hi, I love you. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> um, Tasty looking little guy. <laughs> you guys start to make up a little bit of speed, and uh, it definitely is harder for those of you not Chapa to get like you start to almost lose faith a little bit that you're going in the right direction. But after another slow and steady, after another two or three hours, you start to see the river draw closer. Um, closer to the direction that you're coming in. It's almost like you're traveling this way and the river is starting to bend in your direction. It's at this point, Chapa, that you remember the signpost that you're looking for 
is off of the road itself. So if you want to find that signpost, you're going to have to make your way back to the road. And that's going to be one final survival check to do that. Okay. Um, Is this the sort of thing where, like, I come to a point and make the check, or it's overtime? Like, would I be able to do guidance on it or no? This is, it's an overtime thing to get from where you are now, which you believe has been keeping you on track mm-hmm. with the direction you wanted yeah. to go in. I would like to give not losing speed. Choppa my wheel for the day, and we can say that maybe I, I've had a vision that has helped oh, us to... Absolutely, absolutely. Nice. So um, let's, roll, let's roll the mm-hmm. check and then and the wheel and add it all up together and I'll narrate sort of like. How does the wheel work mechanically? Uh, you had a D6. Oh, awesome. Mm-hmm. You rolled a D6 then. Okay. Okay, so survival check. Another nat 20. Wow. Plus a 4. So that's a 30. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's exactly what I was thinking, Trina. <laughs> yeah. Good, I'm wonderful gonna... to have confirmation. I think that Choppa is... Um, he sort of, I think you would announce that we, you need to make your way back to the road uh, to find that signpost. And it's that moment of sort of talking that you have deja vu. Mm-hmm. And because you've already seen this moment in a way, you just sort of naturally start walking in a direction. You don't know why, but you what comes very clear, Choppa, to you is that like Lena has just sussed out the perfect that was, that was direction exactly to go in. Huh. And you sort of overtake Lena and start to find not just the right direction, but the absolute surest foot, um, fastest way possible to make it back to this road. And uh, it doesn't take more than 10 minutes you know, for you to, to gain the road again and continue on. Um, I'd like for the group to make a perception check. Group, per- group perception. So do I roll that with advantage as part of the group check? Uh, so I want everyone to just roll a, a perception check. What would, what would give you? Because I have a sentinel shield. Uh, that gives me advantage on perception yeah, yeah, you can roll with perception. Or with advantage. You can roll your perception with perception. <laughs> 16. I'm being this one again. I'm so sorry. Uh, 16. Julia? What was your sorry, perception? 25. 25. 17. 17. 14. 14. Dirty 20. Dirty 20. Dirty 20. Dirty 20. Um, you continue on this road, and at this point, the... Uh, Rain has started to let up ever so slightly, and the light is very quickly leaving the sky. Um, On this gray day, the slate sky is darkening quickly, and as you get back to the road, you are shrouded by a mist. Um, It is around this road that you find yourself now well and truly in a swamp. What was before a difficult road has become... Pools of murky water, fetid water that have only been amplified by this day of this deluge of water. Um, The smell is much more sort of fetid. And though at this point it is just uh, sort of the smell of decaying uh, woods and plants and things of that nature, there is just this under 
currant smell to it that is unpleasant. I did not know there could be worse than the sewer fluids. <laughs> it, is, it is a sharpness, that of almost like, uh, of like, not phosphorus, but sulfur. sulfur. There's something a bit sulfuric to it. Mm. Um, and mm, gates of hell. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it is along this road. And at this point, it's hard to even call it a road. Had you not r- rolled so high, the uh, the state this road has got like come to in the time you spent away from it is hard to distinguish. Hard, very hard to distinguish. But with a thirty, you do make out like oh yes, there's still like it's a this, gap in the trees. Where a the little bit of yeah, a little bit of a gap. There's it's water. not so much trees, but like root systems have been mm-hmm. parted, and you can just sort of make out where it's a little too muddy and a little bit too eroded. Um, and it is along this path, as the sun is setting, that you make out a. It's not standing upright, but you see a post of some kind that looks like it has either been broken or knocked over or is leaning down to a point where it's almost on the ground. And as you approach, uh, you can see that it has been covered a lot in mud, but this must be the signpost that is fashioned to be a quill. Um, It is difficult to make out as such, but the closer you get to it, the more you can see this is not just some rotted log this has a bit of artistry and carving to it. And when you're right up on it, you can see that the base of it, um, if you pull, push away a little bit of mud around it, the tip is uh, fashioned into that of a quill, carved from wood. Um, it's not so much a feather as it is a stylus. Um, and there's no other markings on it of any kind but you can tell that veering off in the direction of the river itself, there is a footpath that continues onwards. Hmm. You've found the path to Bronco's hut. Did you say that the signpost was not open? Yeah, it looks like... You can make a nature check if you want. Um, anyone can. Or an investigation, your choice. Sure. I'm both of those. Two. Two. Eighteen. 18. Um, with an 18, were you doing what? Investigation of nature. Nature. Uh, you can tell that the turf has been so softened mm. over time that it is just loosened and disrupted to the point where the signpost couldn't stand up anymore. Sure. And it started to fall over. And uh, it had started to just become claimed by this growing swamp. And I would say with that high of a roll, you also know that this swamp has not existed for a very long time. Hmm. It's hard for you to understand exactly why that is, but it's something about the fact that this post hasn't really decomposed all that much, um, but it's very clearly been unsettled by the turf changing. Hmm. It looks like this it's undergone this change at a fairly rapid pace. Hmm. Recently swapped. Hmm. Is there Are there any signs of... Activity on the footpath, recent activity. Uh, make a investigation check. 
You don't make out footprints or tracks of any kind. This rain seems to have totally washed out. Can Chapa, um, like, look up and around and just sort of for anything that would indicate that, like, it's unnatural, the amount of rain? Like, uh, other than the amount check. of rain. Make an nature check. <laughs> Another two. Um, it's totally normal, normal amount of yeah. rain for the sword coast to receive this time of year. Boy, sure is dumping. I love it. Well, I stand the post back up. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking as well. <laughs> uh, also investigate, even though you already did. Yeah, we can. You have, you have the suspicion. Yeah, there's something. Else. There's something. What are you looking for, natural, about this place? Um, to medicate. <clears throat> to what? Just feel like I want to say what I want to say, but I don't think Julian would know. Mm. You are a resident swamp expert. But wouldn't Julian know? I don't even know what it is. I feel like Julian has thoughts. Right, yeah. Well, you know how we're talking about this plane convergence, and it sounds like there's the cool Fey Wild side, and then there's the spooky Shadowfell side. Uh What if this is like. Oh. Shadowfell come to Earth or to They have been talking like, about the growing evil. The it's... evil could be an incursion of the Shadowfell. Was like, there any sort of death it... smell associated with any yeah. of the encounters we've had? Uh, make a. Have we smelled the smell? Can Bang Bang smell? This is like fully in your court. I'm not trying to pull a fast one on you. The food that this is sort of an ontological curiosity that I want to leave in your hands. What are your senses like? Huh? Um, you can see. Trapping all sorts of good folk at this this session. No, I feel like Bang Bang might not be able to smell. So I'm going to say that Bang Bang wouldn't be able to make that sort of check. Damn. But other people have noses. Is this smell familiar to me? Think about all the sniffs Uh, you sniffed. I would say those of you who want to observe this smell can make a perception check and see if it cues anything. Does it smell like... (laughs) Does it smell like something I'd want to put in a soup? Make a what check? Perception. Oh, yeah, 16. 24. 24. Not at all. Not at all. 26. 24. Uh, This, not familiar to you at all. You're used to the fresh open air of the sea and the brininess uh, that comes with it. With a 24 and a 21, that sulfuric undernote reminds you a little bit of yeah. the person that you encountered in the blue alley. Right. Des really needs to wear. Des What is Des? What were we told about this quill shape? Um, he was a devil that I got this creepy spirit from as a way to come. Yeah, so it had a casually social yet threatening vibe. Not devil, but some sort of You're not sure what I would say this you meant tiefling not a tiefling yeah. some sort of fiendish some sort of some sort of fiendish heritage do we know what Ace Bronco is? Uh 
I would say Rashal would have told you that he's a dwarf. Okay. Does the creepy mist go towards that path? The creepy mist is all around. Great. You cannot see tell where it comes from or where it ends. <clears throat> or whether it's unnatural. And but this, sorry. those perception checks do just clue you back to the blue alley. Where is this in relation to that field fight we've had? So, y'all had that fight in this sort of territory. Let's look at it. Let's look at that map again. So, like this, the space cube. Yeah. <laughs> okay. This this map isn't perfect, but um, this is water deep. This river is the River Deserin. You all sort of had that encounter in this territory, just outside of Waterdeep. You could go here. So, so it's like to the north of us is the issue. You all at this point are here. Yeah. And the R Deep is sort of south of you, in fact. Yeah. South and east, depending on what direction you're orienting yourself. And it looks like the fog is coming, just that it's just there. It's not like direction. The fog is all around you. And it's unclear whether this is just because of the time of year and the, the weather pattern that you're experiencing. Or... Yeah, can anyone like yeah. detect magic in the fog? I could do an arcana check, maybe? I don't know. Uh, you can make an arcana check to see if there's anything overtly magical about this. I also made an investigation check um, before for just a general have people traveled here looking for activity. Right, 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 right. What was that, what was that number? It's 23. 23. Um, with a 23, you're fairly certain that there are no human footprints around here. You do, however, make out footprints that you cannot identify what they come from. And in fact, you wouldn't really necessarily, like, the, the fact that you're able to identify it as a footprint at all is simply down to how high you roll. And I think it's one of those instances of just, like, kind of intuition as you're sort of like walking around you wouldn't look you're looking for footprints that are about this far apart Mm -hmm. these footprints are about this far apart and then in another section you can even make out what look like um something from a quadrupedal beast that you say elk stag no it's 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 strange. It is mammalian, but um, you don't recognize. It's it's not it's not like a cloven hoof. It's it's in the same sort of family as like chicken. A chicken. It's, there's something vaguely like bird. How big is it? the, the Baba Yaga? <laughs> for the, uh, the the footprint for the thing with the, that's very wide apart. Um, again, that's a difficult thing. It's not humanoid in nature. Uh, and the footprint of the quadrupedal thing, it looks like there's, you can make out a vague set that looks like maybe there were two of them. And the feet themselves are probably about this big. Like, the first one, chicken feet? Yeah, they're sort of chickeny in, in nature. Quadrupedal bird. 
Could I use the cantrip just for a minute to see if these footprints were created within the past? Or a dragon? You do so. Um, And they were none. So it was longer than ten minutes ago. Correct. Um, How far up the path can we see? Make a perception check. So we know it's like the the last sixteen. Choked with mist, it's harder to see further than 50 feet. Okay. With any, like, you could make out something moving perhaps further than that, but out, out to about 50 feet, that is where things start to become difficult to discern. Would we uh, it's not make... like a, a whiteout just yet, but it's getting there. Mm-hmm. Would we make any connections to, like, anything that we would know about in the RD forest? Uh, roll a, um, roll a history check. Can I make that arcana check on the mist as well? Yeah. 13. Doesn't seem right. This mist is not magical, it seems. Mary, I want to know what lives in the Ardy Forest. Yeah, plenty of things. I think we're about to find out. Elves originally. No, I got a six, I think. Five or six. Uh... Yeah, Yuri hasn't gotten to the part of the book yet that talks about the inhabitants of the forest mm-hmm. beyond mention of the like wood elves that live there and the elven race that lived there. So we're at this feather post, the trail that leads to Bronco's house. Yeah. And how far down? It's more of a stylus. I said quill, but it's 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 like you can almost think of it like a um, fountain pen. Okay. I think we should continue. Let's go, y'all. Yes. But how, how do we know how far this path to Bronco's house? Be vigilant. Uh, Rishal says that once you get to the it's not like driveway, that his, like that his hut is near to the river. And okay. you can see based on, like, it's hard. You can't see the river from where you are right now. But based on earlier in the day, you would guess that the river is anywhere between... Again, over difficult terrain, it's anywhere between one and two hours away. And at this point, darkness is seven. Let's go. Or rather, it has seven. I say we proceed Um, with caution. So, who has dark vision? I do. I do. Those of you without dark vision, you uh, cannot see unless you get assistance of some sort. Ding, ding, and uh, you're... You can give it to to three people or what? Three people. Is that everyone who doesn't have it? Yeah, and Yuri, so now Yuri's is better. 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 Yeah, yeah, better. I give him some dark vision glasses. Mm -hmm. No, it's 300 for everybody. 300 for everyone? Yeah, Yuri normally has 16 now. Wow. It's an amazing ability. And that's how far you can see, too, right? For an hour? One other small thing to those really big things <laughs> that you you saw and the sort of like quadrupedal ones of some like kind of large creature that had like avian-ish feet. Um, the quadrupedal thing was making uh, like pretty defined footprints, but the really big thing they were less defined. So like less recent. No, almost. You would guess like it was. Exerting less weight. Got you. Would it be worth it for me to continue casting time magic on these footprints to see how long ago 
this creature with you? Or not? Wait, the longer you wait, the darker it'll get. Times of the essence, yeah. you're, you're not, you're not yet at the point of exhaustion, but traveling through this clammy, wet weather, it's, it's getting to the point where you could use a nice warm Can I dry everyone off? Yeah. I'm assuming that with magic and all, like, you're not to the point where, like, you're bone wet and can't do anything about it. It's hard to escape the wet. Yeah. But you can, from time to time, just dry off and clean your clothes magically. Every time you do that, it's going to take about ten minutes just to, like, stop and get everyone, like, lined up and Quick clean dry cycle. Like, it takes time. It, it adds time, I guess is what I'm saying. But, yeah, yeah you can do it. So Line up, and then I think we should just... Keep going. How right. about slow and steady is steady. I, Let's keep moving. Can I use my gem of seeing? I'm going to use my gem of seeing. Okay. Take a gander around and see if there's anything I can perceive that I cannot see with my normal single plane vision. How long does that last for you? Um, ten minutes. Are you going to keep it up for the full ten minutes? Yeah. I'm kind of walking around. Right. Uh, roll a perception check. Uh, charge one. Boop, 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 boop. Oh, big money. Damn it. Nine. Uh, you put your eye up, and um, you can see, you can peer into the border ethereal now. Mm-hmm. And even though you can, this mist still occludes things. Right. And in many ways, it makes things more confusing because that border ethereal realm is itself a sort of diaphanous, misty space. It's a double mist. So it, it it's it becomes a little disorienting almost. Yeah. But you don't see anything out of place or um, noticeable. All right. Um, I say we keep on keep on trucking um, quietly. I'm uh, going to cast also Pass Without Trace on the party. Is everyone going to... Are you going to be moving stealthily? Yes. I think we should. This, okay. uh, of course, makes you travel slower. I think but we'll turn into an anaconda here. How long is a... Uh, four four hours. hours. <laughs> <laughs> Just, you know... Casual. Yeah. What's the CR I don't... Well, it doesn't... It, it doesn't there's not some. like a... Is there a list somewhere? I don't know. I, but it says... I can find it. I can turn into it. It would be a, a giant snake. Yeah. Jesus. Um, I, I, how does it feel about bonds? What is, can you tell me what <laughs> your max CR is? I don't want to. Unless. One half. <laughs> Alright, it's got bonds. Robot. Prove. Prove. So a giant constrictor snake is a challenge of two. So an anaconda is a little bit too big. Yeah. But you could be... I could be an alligator, though. No, uh, what? That only lasts a stealthy alligator. That's not a stealthy, though. Uh, a crocodile slash alligator is a half. You yeah. could be that. No, I think I'll stay, then. And my that, actually, is the a big crocodile snake. or an alligator does have a plus two to stealth. Alright then. It's the only <laughs> skill it has. <laughs> is that it's a skill alligator? Right. Yeah, 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 they are. They're stalking, be, they're stalking creatures. Do you know what I'm going to ask? No. Can I ride? That's what I was going to ask. Yes, you may. You may if, if Angelina yeah, allows it. Can I sit on your back? 
I think you'll need a bit of saloon's assistance with this, and he'll cast guidance on you. <laughs> um, I'm not going to make you roll for this unless things get hairy, mm-hmm. in which case I might to see if you can hang on. But for now, I would like everyone to make a charge. Um, I said it earlier. What does pass just, without a trace do? It gives it ten, like plus ten. ten. Make your check and then add ten to it. On top of your normal on top stuff. of your normal stuff. So so I'm gonna go around yeah, from no. Sarnia Davis. I just make sure you heard it. I gave Joel the vigilant blessing. Vigilant advantage. Okay. Did you know? Did you hear that? Yeah. So you have advantage on your next initiative. Yes. Cool. Does Freya need to do stealth too? If she's chilling with me. Uh, if Freya is present, Freya makes a stealth check. She rattles at an inopportune moment. <laughs> with the bonus or without? Do you want the number? I want, I want it with uh, Pass Without a Trace. Which is plus 10. Yes. Everyone gets plus 10. 20. 34. 34. Nice. Uh, 24. 24. I got 15, Freya got 14. With the plus 10 and everything? Oh, plus 10. Yeah. I, I got 25, and Freya got 24. <laughs> you can add it to Freya as well. Yes, yeah, she got 24. Okay, okay. 23. 24. 24. Yeah, you guys start to move very, very slowly, and even though there's all this sort of sucking sloshy mud, um, you manage to move quietly, if slowly, through the swamp at night. The mist around you grows thicker. And you start to hear the burble and little yippings of small creatures in the swamp. You travel for 30 minutes, an hour. There's no sign of the hut, but I'd like everyone to make a perception check for me. We are traveling without lights. Also, six. We also have dark vision. Yeah. Eleven. Eleven. Do you get any guidance again? No. If it's been more than a minute, you wouldn't have it again. No. Okay. Can I continue to make two rules? One for me, one for her? Yeah. Oh, yeah. This uh, Eleven. Twelve. Twelve. Sixteen. Eighteen. Which one's which? I'm sixteen. Phrase eighteen. Eighteen. Twenty-four. Um, those of you, the sixteen and the eighteen, you can hear in the distance the it's enough so that you know there's a river nearby. And the rest of you, it's hard to hear over the sort of still, again, rain is still flattening out a lot of the noise, but Chapa, you can make out in the distance, and also hearing this, this river sound, Further away, up this path, you hear a deeply unsettling noise. Good. 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 
I'm deeply unsettled <laughs> by that noise. Do you remember that time when we were fighting those frog creatures and it smelled really bad? No. Body rugs were they? Right now? <laughs> in, yes, in the sewers. That was right before you disappeared. No, it was when we were getting the treasure. Where the crazy lady was, wasn't it? Do, I, do, I, know, do I recognize the sound? You haven't heard it just yet. Oh. This is still in the distance. It's loud at the table, but Chompa is just starting to make this noise out over the sort of white noise of the river and the rain. Uh, there's. It's up the road from you. It's in the direction that you want to be traveling. Do your turn to eyes. She's here. Something ahead. Well, sounds like a giant frog or something like that. Well, I want to continue approaching stealthily, but be ready if anything happens. I have two daggers out. Um, I'm across both. Right what there. kind of plants do we have around us right now? Uh, it's mostly sort of lichens and spongy mosses. There are some shrub brush growing in patches. You can you can sort of you can there are some toadstools, there are some rotted logs that are that have some toadstools growing on them. Um, it's very much think like uh, minus like the fire, it's like dead marsh adjacent. Okay. Court, like if you can visualize the like, that Lord. I'd like to cast speak with plants to talk to the trees and ask them what is <laughs> there's ahead. not any trees. Oh, they're not trees. Oh. There's there's bushes. Is there. they're like fungus? I mean, it's not a plant. Speak with, what it's technically not a plant. <laughs> yeah, fungus is not a plant. But mycelium attached to roots. Mm. True. But you can't talk to them. But well, the they communicate with one another. Yeah, but you can't communicate with them. Right. Really. Yeah, you but like you can communicate with the me, even though you can't to. communicate with the sky, and I can tell you what's going on in the sky. If there's a speak with fungus, I would allow it to I would get information from the plants. Yeah. But then you could just get information from the fungus. That's the thing. Like you're treating it like the plants have the information when it's like the surroundings have the information. You just can't speak to the fungus, but you can speak to the bushes. I think. There's Did you say there were like vines? Why? Yeah, I'm just trying to get a sense. I'm of just trying to get a plant that would have like connection to stuff that is further ahead, like a uh, vine, like grows like along a path. Uh, you know? System. Yeah, exactly. There's a root make system a, there. Here, make a perception check. Okay. Right. So you talk to the plant. The plant's connected to the mushrooms, and the mushrooms are all over. And the um, mushroom that's the plant knows what, what the I'm mushroom saying. Does. I got you now. Twenty-three. With a twenty-three, about. you do make out some very like. Spread out ivies. Mm-hmm. They're like a ground ivy mm-hmm. that sort of weave over various parts of the ground and through things and sort of snake along. Um, yeah, that you're not sure how far. It might not go like hundreds of feet, mm-hmm. but yeah. Okay, um, I'd I'd like to cast speak with plants to ask. All right, you can you read the spell for me? Mm-hmm. You imbue plants within 30 feet of you with limited sentience and animation, giving them the ability to communicate with you and follow your simple commands. You can question plants about events in the spell's area within the past day, gaining information about creatures that have passed, weather, and other circumstances. You can also turn difficult terrain caused by plant roots. This is not exactly what I want to do, but um, I can change 
the terrain with the plants. Um, I can hinder pursuers with the plants, and they can perform other tasks on my behalf at your discretion. (laughs) So you're talking now to uh, this ivy, this ground Mm -hmm. ivy. Uh, What are you asking? Um, I say, um, do you know what's waiting ahead on the path for us? Very many little minds come alive within this plant of ivy, which stretches and connects to a web. And you get the impression of language from it, but not, it's not like having a conversation with a single entity. And you get the impression like, yes, yes, but they Is there danger? Danger, yes, yes, danger, danger, shadows, danger. Shadows. I communicate that to the party. Shadows and danger. Can you ask about... Like, um, like a tear in the in the plane. Like, how did how would you ask that? I don't know if the plane. Well, if it's like a visible thing, like if you like, do you see something like anything unnatural? Yeah. Plant would know if something is unnatural, perhaps. Anything unnatural around? Yeah. So how do you phrase the question? Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Not of this world. Yeah. Is is there anything not? Not of this world. Yes, yes, yes. Many things, many things. Landscape changing, changing, changing. Changing landscape. Mm-hmm. Could you ask it about the frog noise, the giant creature? Um, what, what is making this loud noise? <laughs> you get uh, a sense of fear and confusion because they confirm that they this thing is a thing to be scared of but that they don't understand what it is, mm. is it they don't have a name for it uh, yeah I asked but they say it's... they say mm. the only word that they they like you say frog to mm. it and they say yes frog frog mm. large frog but not dark frog mm. dark frog <laughs> not dark. Can they find it? Like frog, but not. Ooh. Like frog, but not. Yeah, okay. There's there's no literal language to this. I'm trying to affect the sense yeah. of impression. I just okay. I thought I asked, you said not dark frog, but it was not asked, period. Like a frog. Dark frog. Yeah. I asked the ivy, um can you bind this frog? Too far, too far. Too far. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that gives me a good idea though perhaps if we can continue to sneak closer then we would be close enough for you to um, trap it hold it down which would give us time to rush in and defeat it before it could do anything terrible Lynn and I could work together and bind it with the vines and I could throw a freeze on it that's a wonderful idea I doubt frogs like being frozen true also that he is softer too <laughs> is, is, is the air here flammable? 
just the most like flammable. It, it smells like sulfur. It smells like dookie. It does smell like dookie, doesn't it? Uh, Farts are flammable. It smells like dookie. That's what your travel litter box smells like. <laughs> the world is his travel when little litter box. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> when you don't, when you don't cover your shit. Clean up after myself, so like. do we want? <laughs> do we want to continue forward stealthily? I'm yes. also turn invisible and approach it. Also invisible in the dark. So we choose a dark vision. Mm. So I think we've, we've already, already quite stealthy. Yes, that's quite yeah. stealthy. Maybe it's the stealthy of us. I'm gonna continue using your current stealth yeah. rules. Um, if an hour has passed, there's no more passive that trace. Um, okay. okay. So, an hour has passed. Do you okay. want to cast it again, or do you want to proceed with normal stuff? Are we out of mage armor also? No. Uh, eight hours, right? Yeah, but we I think that you're coming time. right up to it. Okay. You're coming right up to it. Let's keep... I don't want to use my second level spell slot. What are you going to cast? Keep in mind, though, mm-hmm. that that's a concentration spell. Mm-hmm. Which means that if you take damage, you have to make a check to... Can maintain the spell. And I can't cast another concentration spell. So right. you're advancing forward. But you, can, but it's uh, you're advancing stealthily. Are you going yeah. to use passive trace? No, so I would like everyone to make another stealth check. This time, do not add a plus ten. Oh, saloon! Please don't let me fuck this up. Um, I'd like I'm to, like, going to use a luck point, um, <laughs> no. giving myself advantage here. I'd also like nice. to kind of like separate. Can I like try to go like? Okay. Around the periphery. Yeah. Make a perception check for me. Nope, Do you try to go ahead or to the side? <laughs> to the side. From wherever I hear these frog noises, okay. I kind of want to like teeter around the periphery of. Okay. Uh, 20. Stealth 20. 20 perception. 20 perception. What was your spell? I didn't roll it yet. Roll a stealth for me as well. Um, 22. 22 stealth, 20 perception. 16 stealth. 16 stealth. Yuri stealth. 17 with Freya got 12. 12 for Freya. 10. 10. 17. 17. 10. Don't you love Saloon? (laughs) Alligator. Thanks, Saloon. Are you an alligator right now? (laughs) So So were you doing that the whole time you were talking to the plants? I was an alligator. (laughs) (laughs) Is it rustling? That's so cool. Oh, remember you had the alligator mask, Julian. That's what I was thinking. Oh. I pulled it out of my pack. A little alligator. alligator. <laughs> <laughs> I liked that alligator. Uh, sorry, I need those one more time. Ten. Ten. Seventeen. Ten. Seventeen, Yuri, twelve, Freya. Sixteen. Twenty-two stealth, twenty perception. You make your approach towards these sounds, and with a 20 perception, you're kind of set aside from the group, uh, so you're almost sort of triangulating on the sound. As you get, is there anything else, any other like intention to this? I just want to make sure I'm not forgetting something someone wanted to do. You're approaching the sounds, are you doing, trying to do anything else but approach? Are there, like, what is around that's like, Julian can hide behind? Uh, make perception. Yeah. Maybe. 
This is Julian's mask. You see a few boulders that are just big enough. You're still riding on Angelina. Yeah. And, um, oh, that's a good point. Angelina talking to the plants as an alligator. Oh, can I t- speak you can't, still? You can't I cast can't spells in that form, I don't think. Yes, mm-hmm. I can. Can you? Double check. It said that I still have all my normal bonuses. I normal bonuses, but spell casting in an animal form is something that higher level druids get. I don't think you can cast spells yet. So you might have come out of that alligator form to cast that spell. You can't cast spells in your ability yeah. to speak or take any action that requires hands. You can you can cast spells in your oh, wild shape form at 18th level. So it's a very it's a higher level ability. Got so it. I unfortunately to talk about plant you had to come out of alligator foil. Um, I think you still have a use of wild shape if you ever, yep, if you I do can, want to use it. I'm not gonna use it right okay. now. So you're walking. Um, <clears throat> you're walking. You do see that there's like I, the, right now you're not quite at yeah. I just want to like keep clocking them. But with yeah, with a high, with that high perception, you kind of always are keeping in mind something that you can hide behind. And I'm going to say. If you want to, you're never positioned further than 20 feet away that, from something that can give you uh, some sort of cover. And I think we'll, like, if it comes to it, we'll just randomize how much cover that thing can give you. I'll roll a d4, and depending on what it is, it'll be half, three quarters, or total cover. Make sense? Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, so you make this approach, and you're being very quiet still. Rumble from your side as you kind of triangulate around this. You all start to see a shape start to loom out of the mist and darkness of this swamp. The shape of a home. You can see the gentle glow of lights in a window. And you can make out the earthier, woody smell of firewood smoke that sort of overpowers that sulfuric sound, or smell. Could I cast fine traps here? Now um, that we can see the home. It will... What is the um, components for fine traps? Uh, VS. Verbal and somatics. You will need to make an additional stealth check to try and do this silently. <laughs> Um, okay. Okay. Uh, go ahead and roll that stealth check. Okay. For the stealth check. Uh, for the stealth check, I'll use a lucky point. Didn't help much. That's an eight. Um, what? Another? Go get another one. <laughs> you start to weave this spell, mm-hmm. and your voice. Your voice 
almost surprises you. You didn't realize how quiet you all had been up until this point and how, as you had gotten closer and your focus was getting a little more and more sharp, that rain has died down. And now sound is traveling a little bit cleaner through the air. And mixed in with your voice as you start to cast this spell, which you do, and within your field of vision, you detect no traps. But what you all start to perceive are more sounds and movement. Passing in front of one of these lights from the cottage ahead of you is a towering figure, 10 feet tall, hunched over, bulbous, but also amorphous and not entirely corporeal. The light is occluded, but not completely blocked, almost as though it's comprised of some sort of watery, dark substance. And it is in the shape of a large toad, a large bipedal toad. You also make out movement of several smaller creatures and two large quadrupedal things being restrained by a familiar-looking sort of creature to some of you, a creature that you would know to be a dark one. But as Angelina releases this spell, the large creature's head snaps. And the creatures on the leash let out a baleful series of screams. Which if I can get this. Uh-oh. Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was going to happen at some point. Right, there are no traps. <laughs> <laughs> At least we can move forward confidently. Yeah. All right. Only crap. It's, it's, it seems maybe like one of the big crap. Just like this. A bit of a crap. What if they're like, if they're not guards. They, they wouldn't be like Broncos guard. No. 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 <laughs> so, is the big guy Broncos? Just have to speak it out loud. No, oh, Broncos are dwarves. Did you see there were darklings? Yeah. That's not good. Yeah. I think the plans are converging here. Or Don't dark things explode when they um, die? Des also, it should be said, um, works for the Cordorche. Forgot to mention that earlier. Oh, true. Can you give me a rundown of the Cordorche again real quick? They are a coven of night hags. Okay. Uh, and they're the current rulers of the Blue Alley, and they're evil and somehow related So it's sort of a noise like that, but elongated and baleful. Um, and I'm going to have everybody roll initiative. We're going to clear this off, and uh, I'm going to go to the bathroom. So when I come back, try to clear as much of this off yeah. as you can. Okay.
All right. So, first things first, I'm going to get everyone's initiatives. Advantage. I'm just so excited about being able to give right. people advantage. Make sure you roll. Wow. Is it BB? Definitely not. Oh. Roll food advantage. Got four and seven. <laughs> oh, good, good. A three Damn and it. six. <laughs> I love that I get like not attacked first, but I hate that I have to decide what to do. So. I, my thinking okay. for giving it to you was, all right, Yuri, initiative. Yeah. Yuri rolled a 26. Jesus Christ, be able to take it. Julian. Yeah, uh, I got a 19. 19. Choppa. Six. Six. I bang, bang. 10. Advantage as a well. 10 also. Mm-hmm. There's uh, just a specific. Who's initiative. got the. Bonus. What are your dexterity modifiers? Plus 3. Me? Everybody? Uh, Rumble. Nothing. Say it again? <laughs> What's your dexterity? <laughs> okay, it's not uh, 3. Rolling. What? Each of you roll a d20, whoever rolls higher is going first in the initiative. 20. Rumble's going first. That's more than six. Rumble. Let's get ready to rumble. Uh, Angelina. Fourteen. Fourteen. So, as you all arrive on the scene, you can make out in the distance the shadowy figure of what you can only assume is Bronco's hut. It is a stone hut that has, at various points, ivy growing off of it and around it and casing it. It has a thatched roof two bushes out in front. It is ringed by a fence. <laughs> we love a good fence. <laughs> we love a fence. With a cobbled stone path leading up to the front door. Within the fenced-in area, you see this large toad-like creature. The best way I can describe it is... Um, no name from Spirited Away when he's in his full oh. demonic form. Oh, no. Um, that same sort of toad-like shape, but a sort of amorphous, blobby figure. No mask. Uh-huh. There is there is so a face there. We need to make him puke. <laughs> yeah. I don't don't read too much of that. Just for shit. <laughs> and you said he's like shadowy. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Vaguely, it's very similar to the way that in. Uh, spirited away. There's like sort of transparent, but there's like a darker. It, the the outsides are sort of you can see through, and it's not smoky so much as it is like liquidy. Yeah, almost like this giant teardrop ooze. Okay, but it's very contained, and in the very center of it, it is too dark to see through. If it comes okay, it has two sort of uh, backward bending frog like legs, and then two. Like very thick uh, humanoidish arms and a large, large mouth, which is making from which comes these uh, deep croaking noises. Um, behind it are two creatures which you recognize, those of you who are in the blue alley, as darklings. They uh, are hooded, they have. Um, yeah, they have sort of malevolent, glowing eyes. They're humanoid, vaguely, but they look more uh, more like fey creatures than so anything. Those are dark ones. 
And back here, you see one of those taller, more filled out darkling elders, the uh, sort of ringleaders, holding in its hand two leashes attached to these large hound-like creatures that have those almost avian-like feet to them. And as they turn in your direction, you can see that they have fur-covered human faces with glowing red eyes. And they scream at you in these horrible, just like... Like, terrible, terrible voices. And (laughs) as we go into initiative, you're going to be making saving throws on your turns to resist the effect of this cry. What is that kind of... You'll find out. What kind of damage is it? You'll find out. I have to I, yeah, we have. <laughs> you know, like, like, I need to know. But first up is Yuri. Yuri. I need you to make a wisdom saving throw. No! Fireball. <laughs> Immediately. <laughs> yes, right at the weird right pile of the house. Oh no! <laughs> Not another one. <laughs> um, wisdom? Yeah. 22. Uh, you resist a feeling of fear that starts to boil up within your chest. God. What would you like to do? Um, you are in amongst the group back here. Yuri casts slow in a 40-foot cube that can encompass everyone here except for that guy. Okay. Um... Do you want to draw that in magenta? It's not a persistent And just try to make it light um, so that maybe it's easy to erase. Just draw the corners. Oh, true, true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a great idea. Well, but you could have, like, if you cast oh, it the corner true. here, then you get the front half of this one, mm-hmm. and the back half of these ones, right? Got it. I think. Hey, can you tell me what first saves? Uh, Constitution. Wait, that might be mine. Okay, say this corner. I got one more. Uh, this is a 40-foot cube. Save. 40-foot cube. Uh, oh. 10, 15, wisdom? 15, yes. Wisdom.com? Wisdom.com. Wisdom. 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 Okay. And is this getting everything or everything, everything except, except for that darkling elder? Except for the elder, which is kind of concerning. Mm-hmm. Alright. But he's also closer and shootable. Yep. It was a. Yeah, what's the save DC? Oh, it's a wisdom save. What's the DC? 15. Sorry. There's napkins right here. We've got towels. Francesca, can you bring a towel, please? And we can yeah. keep using up these napkins that you don't like. <laughs> <laughs> it's a DC of 15 wisdom saves. It's right here. It's fine. Oh, it's not perfect. We're it was fine, just actually. A I just want to make sure it doesn't get on the wood or like underneath the mat. Yeah. Because it'll like get trapped and then discolor it. Okay. Yeah. And then you'll have to 
Yeah, try to try to wipe up. I can see yep. liquid underneath. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see Get all up in there. <laughs> um, but the two darklings fail. Good. The two hounds. One of them succeeds. One of them, I believe, fails. Wisdom, right? Uh huh. Um, yeah, one succeeds, one fails. <clears throat> I'm going to say that one succeeds, two fails. Great. And then the large toad like creature. Is the chair okay? Yes. <laughs> Are you okay? It's just going to go the edge of the rug. Yeah. yeah. Like uh, the large creature fails as well. Yay! So, so the only success was this hound, one hound. Everything else is slowed. Can you tell me what what that does to them and how they could, yes. how they come unaffected by it? You alter time around up to six creatures of your choice in a forty foot cube. Blah blah blah. An affected target's speed is halved. It takes a minus two penalty to AC and dexterity saving throws. Oh, wow. And it cannot use reactions. On its turn, it can use either an action or a bonus action, but not both. Regardless of the creature's abilities or magic items, it can't make more than one melee or range attack during its turn. Um, and then there's a whole separate mechanic for spell casting if any of them cast spells. Okay. A creature affected by this spell makes another wisdom saving throw at the end of each of its turns. On a successful save, the effect ends for it. Yes. Is it like the area? Or so at the end of its turn, it repeats the save? End of its turn, it repeats the save? End of yep. its turn, yeah. Does it affect the area or the creatures? The creatures. So I can walk in the yeah, area. it's, okay. it's yeah. just the creatures that have already been affected. Here, just as a, a visual reminder, I want to put... Distribute the review. There you go. So I think that's the last one. Because one resisted. This one resisted? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gotcha. Jesus. Great. So those ones are slowed. Slowed. Is there anything else you slow. can do on your turn, Yuri? Um, as a bonus action, I um, have. Two weapon fighting, and I never have had a. Oh, that's two weapon, not two handed weapon. Never mind. I can do nothing else. Okay. Do you want to move? Um, I'll stay behind. It's right where I am. <laughs> Julian. Okay. Um, so not ready. That's fine. Uh. I'm gonna hide. So, you got bushes, bushes. This is probably the one easiest for you to get to. Yeah. Um, a one or a two will give you half cover. A uh, three will give you three quarters. A four is full cover. Full cover. Yes. <clears throat> so yeah, I'm just gonna do that, and then while you're behind that in full cover, you can't see. Anything. Okay. But I've got the dagger and a short sword with me. Yeah. Can I ready an action, or is that a no-go? You can ready an action. What's, okay. what's the action, and what triggers it? 
Um, I'm gonna ready an action to. You moved. I'm gonna say if I if I hear a friend scream in pain, I'm gonna jump up and throw a dagger towards what I think caused it. Okay. So you prepare an attack with your dagger, and can you go ahead and just uh, make a stealth check for me? Dirty 20. Dirty 20? Thanks. I believe the sound the cats, I open the box for them. Nice. The food is away, so that's just normal playing sounds. Yeah. Cool. You die behind this bush. You feel pretty well hidden back there. Cool. Next up are the dark ones. No, thank you. Which are slowed. Um, so they can take they can take an action or a movement, but not both. Can you read it for me one more time? Yeah, of course. So um, minus two penalty to AC and dexterity saving throws. Cannot use reactions. They can either use an action or a bonus action, but not both. Action or bonus, but not both. And they can't use reactions. And it can't make more than one melee or range attack during its turn, regardless of its abilities. Or, or magic items. Okay. Nice. So, the, and their movement is halved? Movement is halved. So they're going to use their action and movement to go 30 feet. And they're going to start running in your direction. Um... I'm gonna come over you, Davis. And you got that their speed is reduced? Yeah, so that's a movement and an action, which would normally be 60, but with halved is only gonna be 30. So they're just well, they're buying us time. <sighs> I love making that. their way as quickly as they can so in your direction. Angelina. Um, how far away from uh, me is this like main guy? It's a good question. I need my this guy. The, the like, big big This one? No. no the way. big bat. This one. The big toad thing? Yeah. Uh you are is that helpful? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You move? Yeah. Oh, so no. Um, 100 feet? Yeah, 100 feet. Okay. Um, I think what I'd like to do is cast Call Lightning. Yes. Oh, shit. Um, What's the range on that? Uh, 120 feet by 60 feet. Yeah. Um, and I think I'd like to center the storm cloud kind of, um, hmm. What it, okay. Can you read the Yes. A storm cloud appears in the shape of a cylinder that is 10 feet tall with a 60 foot radius centered on a point that you can see within range directly above you. 
snow fails if you can't see a point near where the storm cloud could appear. For example, if you're in a room that can't accommodate the cloud, when you cast the spell, choose a point that you can see under the cloud. A bolt of lightning flashes down from the cloud to that point. Each creature within five feet of that point must make a dexterity saving throw. A creature takes 3d10 lightning damage on a failed save, or half as much damage on a successful one. Yes. On each of your turns until the spell ends, you can use your action to call down lightning in this way, again targeting the same point or a different one. If you're outdoors in stormy conditions, which... It absolutely when is. When you cast the spell, this spell gives you control over existing storm instead of creating a new one. Under mm. such conditions, the spell's damage increases by 1d10. Oh. So, a 60-foot radius cylinder? Radius? It's so radius. Yes. 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 Mm-hmm. Well, that's that's your radius that you're working okay. with. Yeah. So I'd like to cover all of yeah, that. That's okay. <laughs> Pick the point that you want it centered at. Um, and can you move the recorder? We're going to need that space. Yeah, I guess we are. To call some lightning. Yeah, I guess we're right with the grease light. Like, I can make you some space back here. No, it's I can get it over here. That's what I mean. Yeah, space back here. You cast grease. Whoa. Did you yeah. I think like here on yeah. this guy. Yeah. Alright. Davis, do you want to scoot? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, of course. Scoot. Uh like raise them? Yeah. Darish? Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Well, it's everything. <laughs> it's everything. So it's going to be like right on the edge of Rumble. <laughs> Rumble just sees this like. My hair stands on my hair stands. So it's just that you can put the lightning down anywhere. Anywhere else. within yeah. that circle. <laughs> you just like keep hitting Bronco's house over and over. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Give us those blocks! <laughs> Ow. This is pretty cool. Damn. Damn, Lena. We should have had a druid this whole time. Um, so, so it's a many, big old circle. How many feet are they like from each other? One square is five feet. One square is five feet? Okay, one. So if you wanted to get two, the most people three, at once, four, five, the best place would be these three. All three of those. Yeah. Um, I'd like to, yeah, lightning come down right here. If you, if you put it there, it, it's only going to affect that one. Oh, it won't affect this guy? No, it's too far away. So it's within uh, five feet, right? Each square is five one, feet. One, two, three, four, five. Each square is no. five feet. Oh, five, ten. I thought you said each square was one feet. No. Yeah, then then right in the middle of these guys. Okay. Um, what am I? What kind of saves am I making? Dex save, which they have mm-hmm. uh, oh, yeah, disadvantage like on because they're slowed. Those yeah. are oh more slowed. Oh my goodness, this is so good. Yeah. It takes a minus two. So one of them does not have disadvantage, but two do. I'm going to do it with two that do first. It's not disadvantage. It's just minus two, two on, on, on dexterity. Okay. <laughs> so I'm going to roll for the uh, affected hound first. Uh, what are they trying to beat? Uh, Fourteen. This is a dexterity save? Yeah. Um, should roll the damage now, because somebody's going to take it. That's going to be not enough. Uh, the hound fails. Which one is a d10? So, 
The wow, the uh, affected darkling fails. Nice. And the unaffected hound also fails. Okay. All fails? They all fail. Okay. They all rolled below five. Yeah. So 4d10? Yeah. So that first is eight. Eight? Oh. And, and yeah, 4d10. Nine. Seventeen. Two. Eighteen. And more. Four. Twenty-three. Twenty-three damage to Oh, yeah. Wow. Lena, Lena. Um, so, the Darkling is just obliterated. Obliterated. Is a medium creature? Yes. You can remove it. He did. You just see, like, a little smoke. That's so sad. When, you, when the lightning hits it, there's a little blast of ash. Oh, yeah. Um, this is what killed Chuck. Any creature in that area oh. able to see the light. Oh. oh which oh. is everyone. Yeah. Not Julian. Um, <laughs> true, except for Julian. Uh, I mean, and I'm going to say Rumble too, just because of this bush in the way. Uh, I need everyone to make a constitution saving throw. creature back there succeeds. The Darkling Elder succeeds. Everyone else fails. So that Darkling is blinded. That Darkling, or that Hound is blinded. This that, both Hounds are blinded, actually. Which one is the Darkling Elder, and which one is the one that was just This blinded? is the Elder. Okay, so the, the one holding the dogs was the Elder. These three are all blinded? Yeah. Cool. Do you want to pick another color of dice? And what was your con save? Uh, 24. Anybody? Uh, That's a success. 11. That's a success. 16. Success. I failed, but I'd love to rewind. What was it? It was a 9. With everything added? Yeah. Okay. You, yeah, you failed. I would love to, like, roleplay that as, like, Yuri had a little premonition of that he's about to be blinded, and then rewind time. Let's try that again. Wait, what, what, what are you using? You're using a feature, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, 19 plus 1. It's dirty 20. Success. Woo! Uh, do I need to roll? You close your eyes. Oh, all right. Um, yeah, you two are blinded. Okay. Um, being a time wizard. So no one is blinded. I'm not done yet. I know, I'm not done either. Um, I still haven't calculated all the damage. Um, <laughs> you kill all. all <laughs> so both of those... Yeah, this is like um, a subsection of part of Lena's turn. <laughs> I have more murder. So that was your action. That was the only spell you can cast. What else would you like to do? I'd like to, as a bonus action, enter my starry form. You're excuse <laughs> Alligator mouse. Would you like to describe what that looks like? Starry. Yes. 
Um, <laughs> as a bonus action, you can expand the use of your wild shape feature to take on starry form. While in your starry form, you retain your game statistics, but your body becomes luminous, your joints glimmer like stars, and glowing lines connect them as on a star chart. This form sheds bright light in a 10-foot radius and dim light for an additional 10 feet. The form lasts for 10 minutes. Um, Life suddenly illuminates this grove. What? And I'm going to do one of an archer, so I'm... I have like a quiver and a bow. And a radiant bow appears in Nina's hands as she just turns into this sort of vision of cosmic light. What the fuck? <laughs> At the same time, calling down lightning from the already clouded skies into the field of enemies before you. Those hounds were hurt by that lightning, but they are not yet bloody. Lena, do you want to move? I don't think there's anything else you can do right now. That was so cool. Um, I'll, I'll stay here for now. Okay. Um, next up is uh, the Darkling Elder. Seeing, seeing what's just occurred, uh, he extends a hand in your direction, and you are all... Surrounded in darkness around this area. Except for the light. Except. Yeah. Does it shine out magical darkness? <laughs> uh, it does not. It doesn't say that. Does this include me? We'll find out. So this is like darkness that can't be. Um, like it, dark vision doesn't work. Dark vision does not work. Dark for that. This is magical darkness. You're right on the edge of it, Julian. So you're not affected. Can I see it? Oh yeah, you just see this sphere of impenetrable black, real light, directly to your left, and then real. Would that be something I could use my reaction for? Um, It does not cause pain to any of your. Comrades. Okay. Um, <laughs> it does not seem to be a harmful effect so much as a hindering one. Okay. okay. If we were to move out of that area, would we be out of darkness? Find out on your trust. Um, it is then going to. run through the legs of the hounds and just go behind them. Do I have line of sight to the Darkling Elder? Uh, it's also in the zone of slow now. The Darkling Elder. Yeah. That's no, true. The, the zone of... the. Slow is just a one-time effect. Like it's not. That's what I thought. Is it? Yeah, no, no, no. It's not like okay. an area. It's like I choose. Six it's like a, it's a, you trigger that effect in that cube, gotcha. and it doesn't stay up. It's not like grease where if you right. run into that area, you're go um, Do I have? Jack, do you want to put a marker on the ones that are blind? Yeah, super yeah. I can see it if you tell me which ones they are. How long are they blind? Oh, is that part of? Um, 
The, the blinding was from the effect of the dark wind blowing up. Yeah. Um, and it's the uh, regular dark wind. Finally, dice tower stacking skills become relevant. <laughs> okay. Rumble, what do you do? Do I have line of sight on the Darkling Elder from where I am? You can definitely see it. Hitting it with, like, a crossbow would be hard. Why? Because it is behind a large hound. Could I position myself anywhere over here that it would be easier. Easiest would be to go that way, probably. I'm gonna do that. Oh, no, wait, that's... One, two, three... Uh, wait, where was I here? Yeah. Five, ten, fifteen, twenty, twenty-five, thirty. Yeah, i you've got a better line of sight there. Or... Cover these, these towns, I should say, they, they stand, their shoulders stand five feet tall. And they're considered large. Hold on a sec. Oh, large. Where is large but squats? Hmm? Large but squat. They're pretty long. So I have unhindered. Un- unhindered. Which means they're not. Tall. Uh, sight on that guy. Um, is this for like a mechanical thing? Just last one. Shoot it. You can shoot. You can okay. Shot. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Um. Cool. Um. Yeah. I'm gonna cast. Hunter's Mark on the Darkling Elder. Hell yeah. Um, I'm gonna start blasting. Blast away. Um, cool. So I start blasting. Blasting. Um, with my heavy crossbow. Okay. Roll to hit. And this you have, um... What don't I have? I have... Is this a sneak attack? Um... They're aware. I'm gonna because I'm also if it's dark and they're using dark vision to see me, I'm invisible. It is dark. Um, I'm gonna say that. What are you? Are you a rogue? Uh, yeah, multi-class. I rogue. always forget that you are a multi-class rogue. Um, yeah, this would be. I'm gonna say you have a sneak attack. Okay, so I can get one bonus d6. Um, okay, so first attack. Roll it. Wait, yeah. Real dead. Twenty-seven. And you're trying to hit the darkling elder. I'm hitting the darkling elder. Twenty-seven. So damage. One d ten plus three. Well, it's a five plus um um. Wow, I get so many bonuses. Holy shit! Oh wait, so five plus. Five plus Damn it. one plus um five plus one, so that's six plus that's nine plus <laughs> sneak attack. Twelve. Twelve damage. Twelve total? Twelve total for my first attack, yeah. Um, yeah, you fire off, and uh, you catch this thing cleanly in the side. It turns and hisses in your direction, looking for you. Great. Okay. <clears throat> Second attack. You get three, right? Yep. Sure do. Second attack. 
is a that's gonna probably hit um uh twenty one. That hits. Twenty one, okay. This is like a good actually ambush situation we've set up. Yeah. Like so that's ten. Ambush shaped. Damn ambush. it. Eleven. Fuck me. Twelve again. Twelve. This thing in two shots. Okay. Slow rolls. Near death. Yeah, but Great. you're like, yeah. This second one gets it like right in the throat and it sort of gurgles as a bit of black blood trickles from its mouth. Okay. Uh, third attack of thirteen. Uh, 13 does not hit. Great. Out of the dark, they don't even know where you are. Hey, uh, that's it. Bang, bang. Uh, um, bang, bang. I'm gonna try to go 5, 10. You know, I didn't make a. I'm gonna make a save for the um, Darkling that survived to see if it gets resistance to slow. What does it need to be? Uh, 15. It does not. Nice. Darkling is still slowed. Anything that's taken that turn would have made that check. I don't know what's gone and what hasn't. Only the Darkling and the Darkling Elder has taken it. Yeah. The Darkling Elder is not affected, so we're not seeing it. Yeah. Can may I please have the tape measure? The measuring tape. Yes, behind you, next to the behind your phone. One inch is five. Can I hit this? What's the range? 30. Is it 6 or more? It's at 6. Okay, that's 30. Great. I want to try to hit this unaffected one with my slingshot. Uh, does a 12 hit? A 12 does not hit. Blinded. Oh, wait. No, that does not hit. If it was the other one, which is a bit slower. Hmm. Put the other ones out of range. Yeah. Well, I'll try again. How about uh, 22? 22 minutes. And, and when you run out of the darkness, you do rolls against come back into the regular darkness. Attack rolls against blinded creatures have advantage. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh. So you can roll twice. Take the higher of two. Just okay. in case it's a critical. And on the one that missed. And, and, on, the and yeah. on the one that missed, yeah. So, can I do the one that missed first? Yes, please. Um, 20. That hits. Natural 20 or? Uh, uh 30. 20. Um, 9 damage. That was max damage. Nice. This is against the blinded but not slowed one. Yep. 9 damage. Um, and I want to spend a. Is that that is magical damage, correct? Yes. Cool. Um, I want to spend a key point to deal an extra d6 to that person. Nice. Cool. Hit him right in the forehead. Uh, four. That's creepy. What is the ability that you're using? Oh, this is the Kensai one. Deft strike. Four more damage. Right on. This thing is looking bloody. Okay. Um, and I had already. Done the second shot. 
but I forget what the damage was. Had you rolled the damage? Yeah. You'd hit, but I don't know if you rolled the damage yet. Okay. Oh, Just re-roll the damage. Okay. Um, so five? Five. Still standing, but it's looking hurt. <clears throat> Quite hurt. That's all I got, I think. All right. Actually, I'm going to use the last five feet of my movement to sort of back away a little bit more. Can it hurt? All right. So, next is going to be the hounds. This one, smelling the air and having taken those blows, is going to attack you, Bangman. But being blinded, it's going to be difficult. Disadvantage. Um, nice. And they're still in the radius of the thunderstorm. Yeah, they have disadvantage on the line right here. Mm-hmm. Keep them in. Uh, but it is going to try to bite you. That's human metal. Both of those are the same on the dice for a total of... Does a 15 hit? Um, that meets my armor class. So that hits. This thing chomps down on you. Dealing seven points of piercing, and as its claws dig into the wood, you feel this pressure on your consciousness, and you take. Oh wait, never mind. You feel that pressure, but because ooh, I've been forgetting to do something important. I don't want to retcon this too much, but I forgot to have people make their wisdom saves to mm. see if they're afraid. So this is how I'm going to resolve this. I'm going to have you... I'm not going to take away your turns. Um, I do want you, Bang Bang, to roll a wisdom saving card for me. 16? Okay, you succeed. So you feel this pressure come in around you on your mind, but because you resisted that frightening effect, whatever uh, extra damage this thing was trying to impress upon you, you resist it. Uh, And you just take that piercing damage. Julian, can you also make a wisdom save for me? Yeah, I have resistance against being frightened. So uh, you can make this advantage. No, thank you. Okay. <laughs> 17. Thank you. 13. You succeed. I haven't yeah. gone yet. You already succeeded. Angelina, can you make a wisdom saving throw for me? Yes. Remember that it's different than a regular skill check, so use your save. Angelina already did one, though. Or I don't think I did. I, no, I only I asked it of uh, Yuri yeah. so far. Oh. Thank you, though. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> it won't, for what you did on your turn, it won't have made a difference, because frightened just means that you can't advance. 
closer to the thing why you were frightened of it. Oh, you get to re-roll it. Is it a one? Yeah. <laughs> Okay, that's not much better. Oh no, dice jam. Uh, that is a... 10. So you are frightened. It doesn't actually affect anything that you did on your turn. So the condition frightened means that you have disadvantage on ability checks and attack rolls while the source of your fear is within line of sight. The source of your fear is the hound closest to you. How many resistance against? Uh, you also can't willingly move closer to the source of your fear. I have necrotic meridian. Okay. You can't move closer to these hounds either. Okay. So That's you either have to stay where you are, and at this point, actually, you don't have line of sight, so you don't have that disadvantage. But you also can't see. Oh, because I can't see them because they're in the dark. You're in the dark. I'm in the dark. You're in the dark. Yeah. Are you? Um, but anyways. But I can't move. You, uh, you can't move toward them when you can see them. So actually, while you can't see them, you could advance. But as soon as you come out of the dark, you can see them. Or you can also close your eyes. <laughs> the thing is, if you, close your eyes, if you close your eyes, you're willfully imposing the blinded condition on you. And a blinded creature can't see, and you automatically fail any ability check that requires sight, obviously. And attack rolls against you have advantage, and you have disadvantage on attack rolls. All right. So, that was that hound's turn. The second hound, which is slowed. And blinded. And blinded is going to... Haha, you dumb blind. I think only be able to go there. Or maybe it can make one more. I think it can get there. That's 15 feet. It's a good or slow slow roll. It is going to... End of its turn. End of its turn. Fail. Three. Slowed. How long did they stay blinded? Uh, it recovers its sight at the end of its turn. Oh, so is this one not blinded anymore? Sorry, um, sorry, um, yeah, this one's not blinded anymore. This one is going to make another one of its baleful uh, howls. And I need everyone to roll a wisdom saving throw again. I like him. The gig. 18. Success. 21. Success. 24. 4. You're frightened. Success. Oh, wait. No. Then I have another. Yeah, you can go again. 19. Success. 12. You're already frightened. Uh, <laughs> um, do I add anything? No. Um, now you're frightened of both of them, though. You're wizard and Before you were just frightened of the front one, now you're frightened of no. both um, yeah. I have a 7. Dogs are just so um, you are frightened of that hound. The one with the red dye still on it. I would be. Uh, it is still slowed. That is its turn. Um, chop. Um, Alright. We've got a plan. Chop is going to move forward. 5, 10, 20. Uh, 25. Uh, yeah, 25. Next to Bang Bang. He's going to bellow out, Rally to me! And use his action to 
present, uh, to hold up the shield, newly emblazoned with his holy symbol, and um, channel divinity for a twilight sanctuary. Hell yeah. There's a uh, 30-foot radius sphere of twilight centered on me, and it's filled with dim light. I don't know if that affects the darkness or not. So, I because it's going to be moving with you, I'm not going to draw something. Yeah. But it's six squares in every direction, So and it affects creatures at the end of their turn. So whenever a creature ends their turn, we'll do a little assessment, see whether you're in the Twilight Sanctuary. Yes. Um, but, uh, what do you want to do right away? Well, um... Because you can grant yourself something. Oh, yeah, well, at the end of my turn, right. Yes. Um... On my turn, I will grant myself one d6 plus five. So roll that, and that's hold that number in your head because that's what everyone is going to be getting this right. round. So we haven't dealt a ton with temporary hit points, but a reminder: temporary hit points do not stack. Mm-hmm. So every time you end your turn within this effect, if Choppa is granting temporary hit points. You can choose to take those temporary hit points or keep the ones that you have, but you can't add them together. So, so the, the ones that I have from the food. Yeah, yeah the three. That yeah, would go away. away. But this yeah. is going to be more than that. Exactly. Um, so you basically, if you end your turn within 30 feet of Choppa, you can get those temporary hit points, or you can end one effect causing, your, um, causing it to be charmed or frightened. Yeah. So if you're frightened, you can eliminate one of those effects at Come the end of your turn if you're time. within 30 feet of Choppa. Yeah. Don't be scared, little alligator. <laughs> you're not an alligator anymore, never mind. And also medium-sized. Um, <laughs> so ten? Ten. But it has to only be the end points. of your turn that you take those. Yes. Uh, Choppa, is there anything else you want to do with your turn? Um... That is, uh, what, is it a bonus action or an action to draw a weapon? I have the wand out. I'd rather switch it to the hammer. Uh, yeah, you can switch okay. So I'll do that with my bonus action, and that's the end of my turn. All right. Um, and now I get the temporary points. Next, this large creature who's been hanging at the back of the fray so far oh, is I just... to make a wisdom save, don't I? Yes, please. Sorry to interrupt you. 21. <clears throat> um, also, you would have been able to if you had wanted just end the condition on the end of your turn. Uh, but next is this large, dark, shadowy mass, which is going to let out a deep... Oh. Uh, sort of slowed in that call and then you see it start to decorporealize as it almost sort of folds into itself within a sphere Ooh. of shadow. Uh, it's going to disappear and reappear right there. Um, 
Yeah, I don't. I'm gonna actually make a check. Seeing what just happened with that last lightning strike, it is going to appear there. Smart frog. Um. That is its action. It cannot take a bonus action. And it can still move. But not much. Move another 15 feet. And it is trying to get closer to y'all. But we're back to the top of initiative with Yuri. That's me. Alright, let's fuck some shit up, Bruce Lucer. Oh, wisdom save. Thanks, Dad. You already made your wisdom save. Oh, I did. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So there was an original call that was right at the beginning of combat, and I wanted. That was just a sort of like. a battle effect. Uh, now that we're into things, that you're only going to be making that save if they release that effect. I see. Alright, this is Big Boy right here, right? That's Big Boy. Mm-hmm. Um, could I get some assistance just moving me in the line of sight of that big boy? This one? You're in yeah. darkness, so you have dark. to get oh, out okay. of the sphere if you want to do that. Yeah. I have 30 foot speed. 15. And then maybe that way, like over towards that bush? 15 Maybe 25 to go diagonal. Yeah. And you could step out 30. Yeah. Here. Great. Um, yeah, that's pretty good. About a 150 foot range. And for the first time yeah. ever... I'm gonna cast Fireball. Oh! Wait, you cast Fireball already? In the Fault of Dragons, didn't you? Fireball, Zardoz? No, Burning Hands. And he was invisible. Uh, Where would you like to center this Fireball? Thonk. Thonk there, and the radius is 15 or 20 feet? 20 feet radius. Nice, so you are going to get... Nice. And the slowed ones are going to have disadvantage on the same. And they have minus two to their AC. They do. Uh, but this is a dexterity. Uh, oh, but they also have minus two to their dexterity. So you're going to get with their. You'll get. Wait, did you say this one or this one? Yeah, like right in the center of these guys. Like here? Okay. The only one you won't get is this one. It's right on the edge. So, the Darkling, the Darkling Elder, the Large Thing, and the Slowed Hound are all going to make saves. First, I'm going to roll for Darkling. Do they have disadvantage? Um, They have minus two, I think, from this. Fifteen. Just saying. Also, they're blinded. Uh, The Darkling fails. How do they know to dodge? The Darkling Elder. It's, it is a uh, it's a reflex heat. It's fair enough. Okay. All right. Which one was the Darkling that failed? Oh, with the dice on him. That failed. This one fails. Nice. Next, I'm going to do the frog. They're all big frog. Big frog fails. Yes. Wow. And uh, hound. How many dice is it? 
Pound. Also fails. Everyone rolls. Rolling like we're just gonna roll D ten or something. Or four eight D six. Yeah. I'll just do forge. Wow, guys, you're really just coming through. It's so much fun to roll all the dice now. All the clicky clackies, do it on it. Oh, like right on the table? Yeah, do it on the table. It's just fucking easy to protect everybody. I was like, yeah, there's a little gap. 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 25 damage. 25 damage. Woohoo! Darkling just flits out of existence as the fire engulfs it. It's going to be some more constitution saves, I assume. 25, you said? Yeah, but this is a puff of smoke. Oh, Yuri's first fireball. Let's see the. I'm proud of him. Yeah, sure. Yeah. The elder dead. Also. Woohoo! Nice. The other one. Oh, oh, shit, I didn't think it was going to be that bad. Um, no. <laughs> you need to know where they were, though. How <laughs> to is. I just barely alive. Um, are they releasing these flashes again? Yeah. Spirit takes you to the We'll get there. <laughs> Yippee. They're complicated. Where was, the, where was the elder when it died? I think right it was there. right here. I tried to put it back in the yeah, spot. Fighting elder is so <laughs> So excited. Jeez, Mama. I'm juggling elders right now. Giant toads. Oh, you want the no, rock? I, you know, know I'm not. So I'm like, <laughs> it just was a good... It was a really good flick, too. It felt like really good. You got some distance yeah, on that. Seriously. I do... Nothing is within ten feet of. Okay, no one needs to make a save for the Darkling Elder. Nice. Or the Darkling. Yeah. Nice. Um, I slightly misread something about the Darkling. It's within a ten foot radius that you need to make that save. So, was anyone blinded on our team? I don't think so. Okay, so it doesn't matter. Um, Do you want me to take your tokens off? They are both dead. They can go. Or you can leave them there as a reference point if you wanted to come back to them later. Although they are just piles of cinder. Um, um, corpse pile. <clears throat> so right. Alright, there's one more thing that's taking damage, and it is Big Boy Toad. Uh, Big Boy Toad, Toad takes, takes the fire to the face and is not particularly happy about it. Um, that was a good spell you did. Yeah, I do. I'm gonna misty step my little butt. I don't think you are, because that's another spell. <laughs> oh, I'm so stupid. It's everything. Because <laughs> 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 it's a bonus action, I always get tricked. How much, how many feet did I move? You moved 30. 30. You moved oh, your full feet. I'm gonna stay right there. Behind my big turtle friend. Oh, that's me. Um, I hope. Is slow a concentration spell? Yes, but fireball is in concentration, right? No, no, I'm just asking for my own. Oh, yes, yes, it is. For own purposes. Concentration. Uh, is that your turn? That's my turn. Julie. Okay. This is not a character, right? No, it's just my dice. No, okay. Um, uh, so I'm frightened against one of them. On each of my turns until the spell You is are I think frightened against. <laughs> <laughs> what? Um, I can keep doing lightning. Is this like a clear. You don't have lightning. 
That's oh, you're higher. I can take ten points, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, if I stand up. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say that the if the. By the very nature of you getting full cover behind this bush, it is because it is taller than you at full height. Do you know what okay. I mean? Okay, yeah. That's what I figured. Because you were short. All right. <laughs> so you would either need to step around the bush or, to, like, go through the darkness to be able to see it. Okay. Um, I want to cast sleep, and it says 90 feet slash 20 feet. Okay. For range. You can create a range, yeah. Okay. You don't, and it doesn't say anything about needing. Does you, do you need to see your targets? I'm pretty sure. Uh, it doesn't say actually. I'm gonna read the spell. It's a uh, area of effect, so you need to see the like area yeah, that you're centering the radius on. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, you tell me where the radius starts, and as long as that is something visible to you. Also, is the darkness dispelled by the um, Twilight Sanctuary, where it overlaps? No. Okay. Okay. So I'm right on the edge. That's as far as I can move. Um, and then I'm gonna cast sleep. Well, can I radius. like? You could put it like yeah. here and yeah. yeah. Get and the target feet. is uh, creatures within twenty feet of a point you choose within range. Range is ninety feet. There's no mention of needing line of sight here. That's what I saw. Yeah, I just mean, don't you need to be able to see a point to count? It's not specified. Not if it's not specified. Usually, it'll say like a point you can see, which I don't see anywhere. Okay. The spell sends creatures into a magical slumber. Well, five d eight. The total is how many hit points creatures the spell can affect. Creatures within 20 feet of a point you can choose you choose within range are affected in ascending order of their current hit points. Um, starting with the creature that is the lowest. Yeah, I thought it was like a spell casting rule, not a <clears throat> Yeah, yeah. Spell. So where are you uh, where are you centering it? Um Alright, so you I can, just want it to not hit Choppa and Bang. Yeah, Bang. you'll you'll affect all three of those creatures. Can I get some D8, please? How many? Um, I need six. You can also pull from here. Would this be a sneak attack situation? No, this is not an attack. Okay. This is not a, like a... Yeah. Sneak attack is specifically for... Um, martial and simple weapons... Made at range or melee. Okay. I think there might be some rogues that can apply sneak attack spells, but I don't think there will. Oh, right. that's a lot of high numbers. Eight. Mm-hmm. Can I do How much? 53. <laughs> is that damage? I just missed it. What I feel so yeah. Well, You it's... release this spell, and it is potent, but the magic does not affect any of these creatures. God. They are resistant to the charm effect that this spell uses. 
Mm. No magic sleep. Or rather, they're immune to it. They're immune to charm. You now know. Guys, they're not sleeping. (laughs) Why aren't they sleeping? And now you all know. Um, A good, good idea. Well, um... And you did learn something, but at a price. Yeah. Um, great. So, I think I have a bonus action. I'm just gonna squat down again. Nice. We're gonna make a skill check. D, 1d4. Or were you gonna do the d4 thing? Or do you still want to... I mean, it, a different one? Okay. This bush is taller than you, so as long as you're behind the bush, it's giving you full cover. And you can hide. Um, stealth check... Is a 14 plus you know, 17. A perfect analog is like this bush that's right out here, which like it just starts and it's like four feet tall. Okay, so. I got a 17. Uh, okay. Um, that was your turn, Angelina. Here you go. Can I make another um, wisdom check or throw to see if I'm still scared? End of your turn. At the end of my turn. Okay. So box is the uh, uh, yeah, make a make a wisdom save. Seriously. A two. Yeah, you're still scared. Uh, I'm but gonna... you can do it with advantage. Oh, you're so right. Thank you. Go, 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 go. A fifteen. You succeed. You're no longer frightened. Uh, I want to move out of the dark to the like to the side. Fifteen feet. Okay. You are now in sight of the thing you are scared of, yes. so you can't move closer to it. Okay, that's fine. I'm going to bring lightning down on this guy. Okay. Uh, it's making a save, right? Yes. A dexterity save. Minus two. Minus two, it fails. It fails. Great. So it's oh, going to take bad. four d10. Roll Damn. those dice. It's a very good spell. Very, very oh, it's the wrong one. <laughs> It's got limitations, but it's a good spell. Indoors. First is a one. That was a seven. Oh, it was a seven. So you can get a zero on a D. That's, That's ten. That's a ten. Yeah. It's a ten. <laughs> You're saving me. <laughs> a seven, a ten, a five. Twenty-two. And an eight. Thirty. Thirty. So it takes yeah. thirty. Uh, thirty damage. This thing, in as the lightning collides with it, you see it just go straight down through its sort of amorphous, blobby, shadowy form, and just parts of it are like flung all around and just like on the ground. It looks bloody. It's starting to like slough off bits of itself, and it's harding, having a hard time keeping itself together. Cool. And then as a Bonus action. Um, I'm going to um, use. Uh, I'm going to do a. Sorry, I'm trying to read on this. The starry form um, lets me do. Uh, Once was enough. <laughs> So is it a bonus action or an action to call the lightning down? That's an action. Okay, so you have a bonus action left. Yeah. Um, 
As a bonus action on my subsequent turns while it lasts, I can make a ranged spell attack, rolling a luminous arrow that targets one creature within 60 feet. Yes. So I'm going to guide this guy over here with the... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Does this count as a spell? I don't know. Does it? I'm going to look at it. Okay. If it does count as a spell... I, I'm not. Mm, Wasn't it the spell cast. last time, and now the effect is just active? I was going to say it was a spell when the call lightning. So the call lightning isn't casting a spell. I think yeah. you know what, this is fine. Okay. This, this definitely plays. This definitely plays. Okay. This is how this, okay. So it's a it's a guiding bolt, right? Yeah. Roll to hit. Okay. I just do a d20. Yeah. Be sure to uh, mark this off on your sheet because you only have a limited number of these. Anyway. Right. That's Guiding bolts is such a great spell. If that's or if it has the effects of guiding bolts, yes, it is. Uh, Let's add. What do I add to this? Your spell attack bonus, which if you hit spells, it's listed at the top. It's a D8 plus three. Is it in one of these? Okay, so seven. For the two hit. Two hit. Uh, 17. I was like, <laughs> so much 17. Uh, what are you targeting? That guy. Slow. That hits. That hits? Okay. That's good. So then it is. Uh, it's 4d6 radiant damage. <laughs> Oh damn! <laughs> I think it's it might not be. Wait, that I think much. it's that doesn't sound right. I think it's different when it's yeah, as the as bonus a, action. As, as an yeah. archer, it says on activation as a bonus action, make a it's range spell attack. One d eight plus three. three. Yeah. Okay. One d eight. I think you can use yeah. you so can great. use it to cast guiding bolt. I think, but, but maybe not as a bonus action. But I I was trying to do the one with yeah. the the bonus action. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, for sure. Um, which one is it? This one. Yeah. Okay. So this isn't technically guiding bolt. So it's ten damage. Fantastic. That is enough. As yeah. you release this starry arrow, it collides with the hound, and with one last baleful screech, it expires. And as it does, it just sort of bubbles and roils, and its form turns. It looks like this sort of hairy, like hellish hound-like creature, but it very quickly turns to ichor and goo as whatever blood and magic was holding it together does not hold any longer. Um, is that your turn, Andrew? Yes, that's my turn. Oh, wait, but I want to see if I'm still scared. Yep. Which one was affecting oh. Both of them. Okay. Yeah. Well, um, <laughs> they are both cast very scared. Okay. I'll be able to end your other effect. Seven, so six. That's uh, thirteen. You succeed. Great. And how about the other one? The oh, the other dead. one's dead, right? Yeah. So then I ten temporary hit points. Great, thanks. Hmm. You're welcome. And be sure everyone knows how to add temporary hit points yeah. to their character. Great. 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 Um, next after Angelina is Rumble. Rumble. I'm gonna move. 
Just a couple. Ten feet, just so I can see him clearly. I'm going to Hunter's Mark him. That's my bonus action. Start shooting. Attention to the attack. Nice. That's enough. Uh, 16 plus 8, 24. 24 definitely hits. Look at a sneak attack on. Uh, which one are you going for? Big guy. Um. I. What would be giving you a sneak attack right if now? If I'm still invisible because I'm in the dark and they need dark. Yeah, yeah, you would be. You're still in darkness. Um. Yeah, you got a sneak attack. Cool. Um, it's nine plus three is twelve. This is caught. Twelve plus four is sixteen plus four is twenty damage. Twenty damage. Twenty piercing damage on an attack. Yeah, it's not looking too good. No, it's looking real bad. Sick. Well. Nice. Also, my boss just texted me. He canceled work tomorrow, so thanks for rescheduling. For no reason, everybody. <laughs> I'm glad that he canceled. Double matter, just yeah. Yeah. he played twice this weekend. Oh my god! I got the material for it. <laughs> I'm just I'm taking that. Big ass. Big ass. Just a quick. I got couch to find. Only weekend for a while. Like, damn it. Yeah. We're, wait, wait, how? how yeah, really. Do am I close enough to you? How close was this? We should that in the end. Although, critical failure. Critical failure to hit? That sounds so So, your second shot misses, but the first one, as it collides, you pierce the very center of darkness. And it lets out a horrible croak, and parts of it again. It's very like very much that scene Spirit Away, where like it just can't keep itself together, and bits of it are just like flying off. Did you kill it? No, so it's very close. close. I missed on my second attack. So close. Um, that was the big toad. Bang bang. Finish it. Okay. Uh, classic um, I wanna punch the hound. Go <laughs> punch the hound, as they say. That was the same. That was the same. Punching the hound. So I walked into my roommate, punching the hound. (laughs) On the hound? Hound. Is that the slowed one? No. No, No, the slowed one. It does hit. It does, in fact, hit. The slowed toad. Slow toads. Ready of it. Six damage. Uh, It's still standing, but it's very hurt. There and I'm going to use a key point to add another d6. Yeah, kill it. Uh, two. Uh, it's still st- it's hanging on by a thread. You see it just starting to like go down on two of its front legs, trying to keep itself up. Okay, and then a bonus unarmed strike. 19. Uh, it's... 7 damage? 7 damage. You punch this thing in its strangely human face, and the bones or whatever magic is holding it together just crunches beneath the weight of your fist. And all around your hand, it turns to goo as this thing also just sort of 
melts down around you into a puddle on the ground that steams and smokes. <laughs> um, and then I'm going to use my second attack to <laughs> slingshot at the frog guy. I don't think you can smell it. Yeah. It's unsmelling. 22. 22 hits. Mm-hmm. Is this a magical damage as well? Yes. Fuck. Um, four damage? Four damage. Uh, this thing is still standing, but it hits. The little bullet pierces a little corner of it and takes another glob of darkness with it. And... Yeah, don't worry. Could I still say I'm using my bonus action to do Kensei's shot to make it deal an extra d4? Have you already used your bonus action? No. You can use your bonus action. Great. Just gotta mark off those key points. Most can just keep pop, 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 That that one's not a key point, that's just a bonus action. Hmm. Is the setting shot not a bonus action? Three damage. No, it's part of More. Three more damage? This thing is more of a puddle than an entity at this point. It's kind of been reduced to just this blob that like has one leg that's sort of like trying to get purchase on the ground, but is just sort of destabilizing it. Good teamwork, everyone. All right, that's that's all I got. Good people. Chop. Close it out, chops. <clears throat> Let's finish this. Um, and. Chopper is going to. I think I'm gonna cast. Uh, oh, and I get ten temporary hits. Yeah, and you get ten temporary hit points. I'm gonna do a little toll, toll the dead action. So go ahead and give me a wisdom saving throw. Natural twenty. Well, that is higher than a fourteen. The only good roll that I made. <laughs> um. Alright, that was an action. Yes, I'm gonna move forward to engage this thing. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25. Um, and I don't think I have any bonus actions I can do. Is it too late for me to rewind? Would I have to say that instantly? Too late. Sorry. Um, forgot that I could do that. Hmm. Yep, good. Can you do that as a reaction? Uh huh. Alright, that's your turn. Mm-hmm. Next up is its turn. I'm sorry, Chop. Seeing its one and only chance to try and claw back some damage against these creatures that have harmed it, it is going to attempt to bite you. Chop us like, you tell the Credorche who sent you. Uh, does a... Excuse me. 25 to your Rewind. Roll again. Out of the box. Does a 19 be your box? It does not. Yes! Wow. Oh, yeah. AC 21. You have a vision of... (laughs) This reduced creature suddenly somehow make itself grow in size and turn into this giant maw 
that just envelops completely <laughs> Chapa. No. And you're just like, no, 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 no. <laughs> like, <laughs> and that bad. same thing happens, but Chapa just deftly sidesteps. Chapa left. It, <laughs> yeah, as it uh, goes into the ground and misses. <laughs> um, that was its action. And it's it, slow still? It's still <laughs> slowed, so it can't do anything else. So good. Um, <laughs> that was my last slow, one. Such a good fucking spell. It's still slowed. It's still slowed. It is still slowed. You're back to the top of the initiative. Yuri, Yuri, what would you like to do? I love Yuri. Yuri is my friend. Um, <laughs> up next, your friend and mine, Yuri the Wizard! <laughs> um, I wish I could just use command to be like, shit yourself. You would have to try. You'd have to spend his time trying. Hey, yeah. shit. Make. <laughs> if you tell it to, if you tell it to flee, it will provoke an attack of opportunity from me. Ooh, that's true. I'm just gonna throw a fucking firebolt at it. Go for it. Roll the hit. It's a good call too. And it's slow, so it still has a. <laughs> true. Fuck. Oh. Shit. Um, that was a nine. A nine is not hit. Um, yeah. I choose to not take my new oh. points. Oh, it was a cantrip, but it's still an action, so never mind. Um, I can use a cantrip in a spell if it's a bonus action. Like I could do fireball and then misty step. Yes, you could. But I couldn't do fire fireball and then shoot an arrow. No, man, that's what I got. Okay, um, do misty step, Julian. It is you. Close it out, Julian. Wow. Well. We'll see. <laughs> uh, 5, 10, 15. Yeah. And you shouldn't take new temporary hit points because. 25. Yeah, they're not. Um, so that's like direct sight right there. Did you. Like, as a DM, tell me what kind of magic doesn't work against them, or were you just telling me that sleep doesn't work? I told you that you're dead certain that they're immune to being charmed. Charmed. So you're not sure if there's any other sorts of immunities or um, resistance. That's going to do anything. All right, I'm going to throw a dagger at it. Hell yeah. Go for it. Roll to hit. Dagger. Darger. 13 plus 6, 19. That hits, and this is a sneak attack. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. It's out of the bush. This whole fight, and they're just like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, 3d6. So I need an extra d6, please, if you have it. Uh, I do. And then plus 1d4. 3, 6, 9, 10. No, no. So ten plus three, thirteen. Thirteen. Julian, how do you want to do this? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. All right. Julian runs out from behind the bushes and thinks to himself, 
enough of this. <laughs> These are my friends we're dealing with. Uh-huh. Um, so he puts on his brave face, and he runs across and sees the lake, and he says, Stop hurting my friends! <laughs> the dagger, end over end, tumbles through darkness. Choppa, who was standing before it, and... How did, did you, yeah, I'm guessing it's like rearing up for a hammer creates this one little window of space that the dagger just zips right through, embeds itself into the still open mouth of this creature. Did you just throw a knife at me? (laughs) I believe you mean thank you, Julian. The creature suddenly, like when you touch a slug with salt, like comes like sucks in on itself and then all at once with a very low just explodes releasing a flood of goo that gets all over Choppa and nobody else I can clean you though Um, use your toothbrush once again silence falls over the battlefield and you just hear the of a distant owl. Yay. Guys, we killed oh, that. That was such a amazing combat. Just like, Ooh, like that? round after round. From all angles, too. That was like a perfect field for us. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The tactical advantage of having one attack come from one direction and then a 90 degree from the other direction. Yeah, I don't know what's up. That must have yeah. been our best teamwork yet. I think it yeah. was. Really the slow it. is a very, very good opening. The fact that you yeah. got a slow off on the first round, that's like... Because they didn't got anywhere. four. Yeah, like because six enemies. enemies. That was exciting. That was nice. You basically got two rounds before they could even Not to mention Lena killed one outright in the first round. Or like one yeah, the, uh, in the first round. the weather. Yeah. Chain, like, chain lightning. Nice. Turning into a such an ideal spell for yeah. this situation. I just got a funeral flower order for a Patricia LaBelle. <laughs> <laughs> no. Is Patty it, LaBelle. Is it the Patty is LaBelle? I'm going to look it up. Is that weird? Did I cause this? <laughs> Did we just record that? Rest in peace, Labellus. Where did she live? Um, I'm gonna wait till uh, Francesca gets back to. So we're at 423. Labellus um, is the chalice of Labellus, and Julian calls calls it Patty Labellus, but then our lover just got Patty Labellus. No, no, she's fine. She's she's good. So, are you sure? This is according to people. No, that's, that's not Patty. Patty. <laughs> I'm so proud of us. That was that was solid. That was good teamwork. I don't remember not taking damage before. That was the no one took effective. Yeah, I Chapa was the closest, but yeah, I got damage. Oh no, you got damage. You were the only one. That I got took damage. seven points of damage. I technically oh, contributed nothing to that fight. Moral's okay. And great. No, great. Everyone, the temporary hit points stick around, so that's yeah. Yeah. Nobody took it's really, that, that ability is it's very, truly, very truly yeah. one of the best. You give us like the comfort of knowing that we can run out no, in the middle of the open. Essentially, you get stabbed multiple times. Yeah. Yeah. It extends your hit Like if you have it up for multiple rounds, and you're getting like an average of seven hit points around you just like do the math like every round that you're it's in like, you're just getting right. more hit points it's DR 6 to 11 for right. every round and for, as a DM it's a real it's very difficult because you design 
challenge ratings around like current level, and usually that's linked to hit points. So that like ups the hit point level. Just do that math. Yeah. For you guys. <sighs> okay. That was, that, was, um, that was great. Yeah. How did you feel about your side of the battle? Um, yeah, I not good. <laughs> you all really fucked my shit up. Um, <laughs> just wanted to to hear it. I yeah, I didn't get to do anything fun. You have you guys have no idea what those things could do. That was so awesome though, because like one scary, one scary howl. <laughs> other than, other than um, Proto in the sewers with the drow, that was our first real combat since leaving the Vault of Dragons. It's true. Wow. So that was a cool like. We've leveled up. We, I mean, we haven't leveled up since then. But we we've felt closer. As right, as but definitely it's... Also, it's Lina like leveled up in friendship. Leveled up in friendship. Yeah, yeah. friendship. Um, Lina's a badass. Chuck can't turn me into an alligator. Or call lightning from the Or skies. an angel. Or call lightning from the He's skies. He's got that blasting horn, though. He can't turn into horn an blasting. Who has the horn of blasting? Chuck. Chuck. Chuck had it. But where is it now? Chuck has it. Fuck. Well, this is... I'm, Did I'm, you say it? What I'm oh, saying is that I'm just yeah. person. I'm saying you all took home. Took back to the house. Mm-hmm. And we didn't specifically say that we took any of his adventure mm-hmm. gear. Um, oh. So, what was that thing? It's okay. Y'all, it is uh, is 426. I don't want to end right at this point, but I do want to know how realistically you all want to maybe play again tomorrow. I would love no. that, personally. Okay. I can't. But as silence returns to the battlefield, what do you all do? Hug. Hmm. <laughs> clean the goo. Yeah, clean. Chow. Oh, God, that was awful. Freya's not a puddle anymore. Is Bronco okay? We need to go. Go find him. As you have that thought and you start to move in the direction of this hut. Appearing before you on the path, about ten feet away from the hut, <clears throat> is a shape, a form, comprised out of energy. It looks like a dwarf, but is slightly incorporeal. Oh no. And you see a hunched, wizened dwarf with a beard that goes down and just skims the ground. Uh, wears a sort of wrinkled and crunched down hat, pointed hat, the brim wide and hanging over his uh, squat head. He looks at you all and says, Thank you kindly. Would you like to come in? Yeah. Yes, please. Rishal sent us. Rishal, a friend, true. Oh, please. My cabin is open to you. And as he says that, the figure fluffs out of existence, and the door to the cabin swings open, revealing warm, inviting light oh, behind. And yeah. that is where we will end for tonight. I'm so your help, Ross. So wet. Wash all that. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> it's like this was on your front yard, and you're just gonna wash. <laughs> no, this this is you vapor. passed my test. <laughs> Fate itself, which brought us here at the right time. I'm yeah, sure. Very handily. I would say so. We should charge him. 
Is it as clear as long? We're gonna keep you inside. Is that thing a shambling? What? He might be a dragon. No, I wasn't yeah. shambling. He does talk like this group uh, did fight a shambling. I think so. We've already met other. Surely, no, because they are made of vegetation. Half-mons. Yeah. You weren't there for the shambling. I forgot that Rumble wasn't there for that. 